Hey, I'm Nashi. I'm Rizlar. And I'm Frosty. Welcome back to the Value Pack. Hold on, I have to gear, I have to gear check Nash right now. Alright, that is a full job. Dude, he CC'd me out of dance. What's happening? Oh, Rizlar! People look at you like you're crazy, and they refuse to admit <laughs> that it's pay to win, and just scream that it's pay to convenience! It's pay to convenience! Big money, big money, big money, big, big money! money! Oh, shit! We got it! We fucking got it! And welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Value Pack. Uh, listen, short show today. And the reason I'm saying that without any pre-existing qualifications is because Frosty has to leave in two hours. So it, it literally Oops. has to be... A short show we have no other option um unless i guess we could do i guess we could do half the show reslar and niashi show but then we have to change who's recording that's a big mess nobody yeah. wants to do that and i don't think anybody wants to watch that frankly nobody tunes into the the reslar and niashi show so uh we got to talk about class changes today we got to talk about uh frosty's letter to pa regarding the lack of balance changes, which came at a pretty ironic time. And we're going to talk a little bit about Arena Solaire and what we think about so far. But first, before we get to any of that, got to thank our lovely, lovely patrons. Gromoth.com, Hawaiian, Laggy Skills, Melt on Your Mouth, Minaria, and No Name. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show and everybody who supports us on our Twitch streams as well, which you can find in the description down below. Gamers, hello. Yo. What's up, man? What up? Uh, I still haven't grinded Calpheon Elvia. Yeah, no, you'd, you'd probably die. Probably. Now you wouldn't probably. die, you wouldn't die in the first three spots. You would only really die at the last two. Two spots, yeah. Hex and, uh, whatchamacallit. I still die at Hex, I just died a moment ago, but that was just because I wasn't paying attention to my inventory while I was talking with you guys and talking with chat. So that was my fault. Did, did you lose anything? Uh... Bond special evasion, but I already made one earlier, so it's not a big deal. Yeah, we have a uh, we have a an audio debate in chat. And someone's confusing. I don't I don't like with blank isn't good. By the way, um, I I want to talk about something that's not video related real quick. That's also not audio related. Something actually interesting. Um, okay. Stranger Things season four is freaking epic i finished it last night and i think it is my favorite season better even than season one wow. really i i, watch it then, I, I actually been, think so i've been uh holding out on watching it for some reason i don't know i just uh, i don't know the last season was kind of like meh to me um season three was okay season two i thought was bad season one was great and season four was absolutely amazing um yeah. and the last so they they divided the first half I, well i don't know half is the right word but there were only like seven episodes and then they released the last two a month later but the last two are super long i was kind of surprised it was like the second to last episode was an hour and a half and then the last episode was two hours and 30 minutes like Damn, a whole movie shit. But it, it was epic, dude. Yeah, no, no spoilers. I promise no spoilers. But it was super epic. I, I very, very much enjoyed it. And uh, I don't know. I it, it was like, dude, I like don't want to stop watching. I hated that it 
was a month between the two parts. Yeah, because now you have to wait an entire year or two. <laughs> yeah. I no, no, I, no, 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 it, it, it concluded already. So the first part was in June, the second part was in July. Oh, so that's the finale. Like season five. Yeah, exactly. Wait, are they making another season no, or not? Uh, I think? I, I actually don't know, I haven't looked into it. Maybe? No, fair enough. I think I stopped watching in uh, season two, because I remember I was like, all right, season one's pretty good, and then I remember not really caring for season two, and season so I two just was... kind of stopped watching. Season two was really bad. Yeah, I don't know. I just remember being a little disappointed because it just felt a lot worse than season one. So then season three came out and I didn't bother. And I didn't bother season four either, obviously. So maybe I need to catch up. Yeah. Anyway, super good. Highly recommend. Also, very much enjoyed um, Umbrella Academy season three. I thought that one was going to be kind of like weird because I don't know the last the last season was also kind of like meh for I I liked season 3 very much. Uh, I'll have to check it out. Yep, yep, yep. All right. So Oh good. I've been we've been me and the wife have been in a show hole so been watching show. some weird <laughs> fucking like drama shows and I just don't want to Watch those at Your all. Your wife puts so. you in a shoe hole. She puts me in a shoe hole. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of good shows. I mean, there's a million shows. I don't know. I, we've been on this kick of watching like all this murder mystery crap as well. That is addicting, and we can't stop watching. Um. All right. Anyway, on, on to things. Um. I wrote a letter. <laughs> Pearl Abyss. Or uh, Nayashi didn't have a chance to even glance at it. Rez, did you by chance? I did. Yeah. Your I, I letter. Read through, I, read I read through, through your letter. Oh, didn't I'm you say sorry. it right I, at the start I, of the show that you did not? I thought you were talking about like a letter from the Global Lab notes, like from like a blue note or something. No, 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 no. I they misunderstood. Don't, they stopped talking to us a long time ago, Nayashi. Yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, no, I read yours. Yes, I did read yours. Okay, so the TLDR on it is basically me whining and complaining that there's not balance changes being done, which is odd because this week on Global Labs there were some balance changes, which was very rare <laughs> and surprising. Yeah. To be fair, you released your thing before they did that. So I did. They're I did. just they're literally just throwing uh throwing dirt in your eye right there. <laughs> they're no, like a, there's there's no way that was they they had that coming They're like, hold on, we got these on standby. Let's wait for someone to bitch about something and then we'll throw these in. <laughs> yeah, but the fucking conspiracy. It it's got a crazy cause you know how Reddit is in, in BDO. It's mostly people Anger. are there to be angry and to to hate not only everything yep. BDO and Pearl Abyss does, but also everything everyone else in there does. They hate everything. Um except for Artwork, especially if it's scantily clad. Um, yep. The way to put it. But it had a pretty crazy response, I, I think. Uh, it had, I mean, it, it has like, whatever, 1,000 upvotes, like 350 comments or something like that. So there were a lot of people that read it and and a lot of people that left really interesting sure. comments and feedback and a lot of people that left some really funny stuff. One guy said that I was trying to be a Baldo Asmongold. Interesting. Which is interesting, seeing as, you know, he's sort of going through the same thing as me, you know? 
we're, we're sort of both Baldo Asmongoldos, alright? Um, but it was, uh, it was fun. It was cool. It was cool to see the, the interaction. But at the end of the day, the point of the entire post, because I don't want to read the whole thing, because it's very, very long. Um, but the point of the whole thing was really just to say, uh, that there should be someone that works over there that cares about balance and makes changes regularly. There should be a, a team or a group of people that are constantly looking at feedback and looking at any information they have and grind spots and, um, you know, whatever, like whatever information they can get node wars, open world, solar, et cetera, et cetera. And, and make tweaks. They don't always have to be big tweaks. In fact, most of the time they should be smaller, but some of the things have just been left for so long are not addressed even through the reworks that it's like, I, I think a lot of people are really frustrated. And one of the things I pointed out and I, I didn't, I tried not to make the post about Kuno, but the thing is, is that uh, Awaken Kuno is just such a good example because I've been playing since 2017 and outside of the pirate grind and Gahas where everything died essentially in one skill anyway. So kind of everything worked on every class as long as you can move from pack to pack. Um, like ever since the Histria era and beyond, like Kuno has been so bad in PvE. And for whatever reason, it's just they've made some changes, but it's... Fall short. Yeah, it, it's like the effort has never really been there where it's like, dude, like actually stop and analyze what's wrong and stop giving a 10% PV buff to spin spree every six months because that's not fixing anything, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyway. Kind of like willy-nilly with the changes sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, not all the time. Sometimes they hit the mark, but it's, some it's classes, usually few and far between. They're really thoughtful. Like Striker was the same way for a couple years, if people remember. Once you we once we graduated out of the Gaha's pirate era, Striker was like, well, you kind of do okay at Aukman, and then you're pretty shitty everywhere else. And then they made massive changes to Striker. Um, well, Succession obviously made a big difference, but then they buffed Awakening in, independently last year at the beginning of last year. And it made a huge difference in their PV. And I, I just wish they would do that for every class. There's so many classes that are behind. Um, and I don't know, this week's balance changes are still kind of a, uh, I mean, they show that. So for example, uh, Suck Sage got some changes and in PVP, and I don't think all of them are perfect changes or, or exactly what Sages were asking for. We'll get to it in detail in a bit, but they also didn't address any of the PvE. And Succession Sage got nerfed in PvE twice, by the way. Um, the first time when it was arguably one of the best classes, but not definitively one of the best classes, when they originally nerfed the crit, uh, critical hit rate on form shift, and then during the reworks when they buffed everyone, including the classes that were already better than Suck Sage, they nerfed Suck Sage even more by just rolling off damage on like six abilities. And they just never reverted that. Like Suck Sage is just way behind top end grinding now and for absolutely no reason. So it seems like yeah, it just like they they finally answered the complaints about the grind, but they didn't consider like 
their direction with the rest of the classes with the reworks. It's it's weird. It's like there was a disconnect, for like two different teams working on things, kind of thing. Yeah, that's what it kind of looked like to me. Like there was a balance team, and then there was like the separate project rework team. Then they were all doing their own independent things. And since Sage wasn't really touched with reworks, you know, they like you said got left behind. That's what it looks like to no, me. Well, what, like, a, it, it, like a silo type situation. Like um, at it, my company, unfortunately, we have to deal with that sometimes. We have departments that are like siloed off, and we don't communicate very well. Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't untouched. It was actually nerfed at, at the exact same time. So, like, if you go back to the, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. yeah. But it was it, was, like, there, it wasn't nerfed. It wasn't nerfed a little bit. It was like, yeah, it was significant. Yeah, and the thing is that was so crazy is during the Global Labs, they had mentioned multiple times, like a, a bunch of times, they had mentioned that the their plan was to bring other classes up to their two examples were Awaken Nova and I can't remember if they said specifically Succession or just Sage in general, but those were their two class examples. So... It was, it's just, it's very odd that they ended up buffing Awaken Nova, which already was better than Suck Sage at the time, and nerfing Sage, and not bringing everyone up to either the levels that those were at prior. Some people got brought up, but not everyone. Yeah. It's just weird. Like I said, it kind of, to me, looks like two different teams were working on two different projects. Chad says someone at PA got bodied by a suck sage and he works on the balance team. Uh, True. I love the idea that like just one bad experience. Because you know how people rage and they end up hating people or a class forever just based off one thing that happens. So one, I one actually experience. Yeah, I actually could see it realistically happening. It's kind of funny. They got Zerker like grabs them on the edge of like stars in and throws them off the cliff. Fucking hate this class. Yeah. Um, so I, I actually wanted to hear from, from both of you guys because I actually didn't really get... I, I don't think I saw too much, but what did you guys think of the letter? Or just the general I, I message it was, that it's trying to send? I thought it was pretty, you know, well-documented, you know, for the things you knew about the classes that you you obviously talked about basically every class, so... um, I mean, I didn't really see any complaints from my class's point of view, and I thought your take on the Musa was fine. I mean, I'm sure the Musas didn't really appreciate it, but you know, I honestly they know the love they know the love hate relationship between you and them. So I, I didn't get I didn't get much hate from them. I I got hate. Yeah. The most hate I got was from Suck DK because apparently a lot of Suck DKs think that they're actually a very very weak class. And yeah, right. I'm trying to think. Senior of messages. It's crazy. And then mostly it was just disagreements, like individually, right? Because people people want to address their problems differently. So not necessarily like crazy, like oh, we I disagree that it should be changed, but just if I were to do it, I would do this kind of thing. You know, there were definitely some reasonable takes. There was some really cool stuff I learned. Like uh, warrior is awakened. Warrior is actually one of the easiest classes to fight against. I learned that. Apparently. I learned that Draconia is 
arguably the most balanced class design we've ever actually seen in this game. That was another comment that's, I saw. That's, that's a nice take. Um, <laughs> Got a fucking delusion are they in? Yeah, because I mentioned the the Zerker grab fails, and I had someone actually commented, like Rez, you you know about the Zerker grab fail stuff, right? Like it's prior yeah. to the reworks, grabs were fully protected, so on the grab fail, it was like a lingering SA for you guys. It was yep. it was like a positive thing, and now. That animation is still there, but you're not protected, so you're just stuck and vulnerable for extra long, a lot longer than many, many other classes, if not every other class, after a failed grab, which I am more just thinking, I mean, first of all, the grab attempts are already unprotected, and on top of that, some of the grab fails are a little bit too fast, I would argue, but some of them are also too slow. There should be like a middle ground. And... um someone said i i i'm sorry i i just can't support someone who thinks they should be buffing grabs and i was like i think you're missing sounds like that. a musa i think you're missing the point so bad it was just so i was like oh god yeah no musa yeah, not, i actually have heard not. from multiple mooses they still think chase shouldn't be affected by slows so that's weren't the mooses the one that had funny, that since they're reverted? the one that fucking screwed us yeah Mooses yeah. were the ones that were crying whenever they made that change. They were like, oh, no, 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 we don't want it. That is an interesting moose accent. I usually go with the 1920s gangster thing, but that one works too. <laughs> it, they're fucking they crying. Were, they were crying like time. this. They were like, it's not fair. It's simply not fair. Yeah, they were complaining that the e-buff move speed didn't affect their chase and they're like oh you're right let's and roll this speed back spell. we yeah, want we want to be speed affected spell by speed spell yeah it was kind of fun now, I, to I be fair yeah to be fair when they pop their fucking e-buff now like it's just so intimidating when they're coming at you like i have the same effect on my e-buff for mewa but it's like not it's not in the same ballpark as how intimidating that can be when you have a Musa running you down compared to like a Mewa. Yeah. I, you have to be very careful because of how their kit is. You can get caught so easily if you're not careful. Musas were mo mostly reasonable, to be honest. As surprising as that may sound. Um, it's actually surprising. Yeah, I don't know. To be honest, everyone was uh, mostly like overwhelmingly supportive. Uh, especially the people that don't weren't super hung up on the individual class write-ups but more so just the message in general like you know there's just a lot of people that are like look i don't agree with everything you wrote here but i, I mean the sentiment so nice. is there like, yeah it would be so yeah, nice if yeah. they did just and i i can't for the life of me figure out why you wouldn't and i know there's a lot of people that make the argument that oh meta creates generates money and it's like well if that's the case then change the meta regularly that's like literally what we're asking for just don't let it fester as one meta for two years or a year or even six months like that the game time is so long it's not like uh this is the workplace for like 99.5 percent of people are just playing the game it's not their workplace it's not so when you leave something for two years like people don't play the game that long so if something sucks for two years and that's the only thing they 
like or want to like. For example, if someone mains uh, shy or tamer for two years and you just you're not going to convince them to try something else, then eventually they're just going to leave. You know, I don't know. I just find it odd to leave. And then the thing is that really just pisses me off the most is the PVE because while there are a lot of variables, some of the PVE stuff is just so blatantly obvious. So obvious it's, and like low-hanging fruit that they could adjust. Yeah, It's so obvious, dude. It's, it's actually wild. I, I, it, it blows my mind. Well, I think a lot of... Like... Because some things that they could potentially do to fix certain classes PvE has such great impact on PvP, such as, like, say, cooldown reductions. Hmm. Like, for example, like, uh, Sukuno beyond the stamina, right? One yeah. of the big reasons why it was so strong was you guys' cooldown rotation was so fucking short after the rework, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that was a big part of it. That helped out your grind speed, but obviously Kuno's still lacking significantly. And then... You know they nerfed the the uh, stamina pretty heavily on you guys. I don't remember if they really touched your guys' cooldowns, but I think they pretty much left them the same, right? The what? But, I mean that those. I, I was just just going over just some examples of that, but yeah. uh, basically, like it, you know, they have to be careful with some things, obviously, because it could right. have great impact on PvP. But they're they're a little bit too fucking scared to. Dude. I think, or do something to like balance out PV. I just don't know what the big deal is. Like, why is it so difficult? They can adjust numbers all the time, but they can't do that strictly for PVE to get everything right. Well, here's the thing that that drives me nuts about it, because they every almost every class has one of these skills that really wouldn't be impacted in PVP at all if they just made these skills good. All right, so I'm gonna give you these examples. They they keep giving these to every class but not making them hit hard in PvE, which is just seems like the most obvious and easy thing to do. All right, one of them, we'll start with Mewa. Uh, Tenacious Edge. What? Why can't that skill hit hard in PvE? Why does it have to be completely and utterly it's, useless? SLMB. Yeah, it, it's really... It's a skill that's been literally underutilized. Forever. And uh, Yeah. Touch of Exploitation, the exact same SLMB... Just do a few hits. Why does that skill not hit hard enough in PvE? Um, Sospri Sonin on Kuno. Exact same thing. SLMB. Why doesn't that hit hard in PvE? On uh, Corsair has the same thing with their SLMB. I'm forgetting the name off the top of my head. Um, is it this one? Or is it? What's the name of this thing? Title Slash. It's literally just you, you hold SLMB and it deals some damage. Why can't that hit hard in PvE? Like, all of these really... Awakened Corsair is the same thing. SLMB. Why can't Deadhunt on Awakened Sork? Like, these very, very simple... So, or forward... Uh, now, Claws of Darkness on Succession Sork. Like, just skills like that where it's like... This is so obvious. You don't have to change how it functions. Just make it deal PvE damage. Like, really how, high PvE damage. What would be the answer for Suck in that respect? Because those are obviously mostly Awakened-oriented skills, right? So... Well, in a lot of these, in a lot of cases, the suck counterpart uh, is better, at, at least from mo half of those examples. But yeah, um, I, I'm just saying, if you already have that skill in place, like how can you not just be like, oh, maybe this skill should hit hard since it doesn't really affect PvP at all? Yeah. It just seems odd to me. I think it's so strange to just have that 
And SLMBs, like, I know it sounds crazy because I've had a bunch of hand issues. And SLMB is one of the most uh, comfortable keybinds, I feel like, for grinding. So if you have to go back to SLMB, like, pretty often, I feel like it's pretty fairly easy versus uh, shift abilities, you know? Yeah. Or just repositioning uh, your hand over and over and again. Your hand's kind of resting on W and S pretty regularly and obviously your hands on the mouse. So I don't know. It's just weird. There's just so many really easy skills. Obviously not every class has one of those, but the ones that do, it's like, that's an obvious, very, very obvious and simple change that wouldn't affect PVP. Like Tenacious Edge as the example you use for Mewa, like that skill used to have a four guard and used to stiff. So it'd be something that was utilized for PVP somewhat, but not really. Um, way back in the day, like 2017 kind of situation. But yeah, ever since they removed the foreground, it's never been touched ever again. And it just doesn't do any damage in PvE. So yeah, that's definitely a skill they could repurpose yeah, for let me, grinding. Let so. me read Tenacious Edge's sick PvE damage numbers. You ready? 1175 right. times 3, max 2 hits. Jesus. Yeah. That skill literally has not been looked at since 2018 or whenever they did the uh, CC change and SA uh, four guard changes. That literally has not been looked at since then. Yeah. Dude, and then they did this thing on the Kuno one uh, on Sauce Sona, which is, again, the same keybind, where they buffed the damage a little bit and made only the last hit have a bigger AoE. So it's like the first few hits don't hit any more than one mob or two mobs that are directly on top of you and then the rest of the pack is only hit by the last hit so it it distributes its damage like unevenly and leaves some of the mobs with higher hp and it also just doesn't really do good damage so it's i don't know it's just very odd that's a good take though and pve like you said is it's kind of unacceptable that they haven't figured that out by now yeah. Like they've had years, years to balance out PvE. Like, and I know they constantly added new content. They could constantly scale up content. Um, more gears required. But it's like, at a certain point, like. Does Awaken Circa have one of these? Blasting. How, how good is blasting in, in PvE, Reslar? I don't grind in Awakening, so I don't know. But I don't think it's very good. I think the main reason people use it for is, if I remember correctly, it's a tier 3 add-on. So people use it to get uh, their monster damage buff up real quick before they do their actual DPS combo. I think. I think. That, that information might be outdated, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Yeah. Someone please let me know if I'm incorrect. I haven't grinded in Awakening in 20 years. Anyway, I, I don't know. It's just, it feels like there's some low-hanging easy fruit, and that's kind of the point with a lot of this stuff. And even in, even in some of the PvP stuff, like we talked about a million times, and now, now I don't even know if you could add it to this kit. We'll talk about it. But like prior to what we saw in Global Labs, Sleet Step iframe seems so obvious. Um, yeah. Uh, like this stamina. Oh, we've only issues. been screaming for it forever. Yeah. But yeah. The stamina issues some classes have are blatantly obvious, especially class like Suck Mewa. Um, it's just weird, and it's never going to be addressed. There's like a, there has to be like a happy medium between your class uses 
doesn't use stamina at all and by the way if you use any abilities you're done in seven seconds there's got to be a middle ground that i think a lot of these classes would fit into pretty pretty well instead of the one end of the spectrum is suck zerker and the other end is suck maywa you know what i mean it's, like for a while i was thinking that they just wanted suck maywa to be the pve kit because they just weren't buffing it and they were just constantly buffing awakening but as awakening was getting more and more bust it starts getting closer and closer to what suck can do obviously suck's still stronger yeah Um, alright, so that that's that's that. Rez, did you have any thoughts on the letter in general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. I I I've been working on something. I'm just oh. about finished. Okay. Alright, and done. Alrighty. Mr. Frosty. You think you're so smart, huh? Hmm. You think you speak for all of us when you talk about these class changes. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and channel some real Reddit energy right now. Okay, okay. okay. I can see through your lies and your obvious Kuno bias, your mm -hmm. anti-Musa ways, your propaganda, and I won't allow it to go one step further. I Why did decided. You sound like you sound like uh, um, the most recent Batman movie. You sound like uh, the Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> do I have a little bit? I actually bit. haven't seen the Batman. It's pretty okay, good. Okay, so what I decided to do is I went through your letter to PA, and I decided to look at how many words you wrote down for each and every single class. Ooh, okay, I like this. So, obviously, what this means, obviously, obviously, <laughs> there's no question about it, is that the classes with the least words written, Wait, did you, you count, believe did you count to them? be the most balanced. That's you, obviously what it means. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, shy, the, like shy? The the number one class, the Shy. number one class that you wrote the most words for, okay, was unsurprisingly Kuno uh -huh. at a staggering four hundred and ninety five words. Now what it now as we all know, as we all know, Succession Kuno is by far the most oppressive class in the game right now. Yeah, the mobility is insane, the damage mm -hmm. is way too high, and they make too much money in PVE as well. True. What? Why do you think Kuno has to has to have the most changes? Can you explain that, sir? I don't actually. It's a disparity between writing down individual things that I thought about versus like just naming the problems and not feeling confident about specific adjustments. So, for example, Warrior, right? Like, Warrior has, uh, uh -huh. they don't ever uh -huh. run out of stamina, right? Yep. Uh-huh. But I didn't feel confident in saying what specifically should cost stamina or not cost stamina or lock stamina or whatever. So I didn't put it. Yep. If I and didn't that... feel confident in putting putting something, I wasn't just going to throw some random crap in there. And that was very clearly reflected hmm. in that you only wrote down a measly 73 words for a warrior 50 less words than the next lowest class how many did i put did i write down for shy 
Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. We need to we need to address this one at a time. So okay. that obviously implies that you believe warrior is a very balanced class and does not require changes. Is that correct? Based on the information in the post, yes, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It's, it's it's hard to argue with you. You you got me there. I feel like just shutting down. <laughs> All right. Uh, Objection. Say, say, yeah, yeah. Shy. shy. How, how many words were there for shy? Uh, so Shy came in 22nd place with uh, 129 words. Okay. So Shy is a great example because in, for Shy, I said, there are mountains and mountains of feedback sent in from good people like Wutaru, Dreadsparks, and many others that have asked PA to do something to address this class's problems. Their defensive stats are pitiful. They don't have an S block. When trying to move around the battlefield, it's completely unsafe. They are flopping around like a fish. As a support, you could argue casters do a better job with a lot less effort. If Shy is truly supposed to be a support class, do something to make Shy's feel good about playing support with this class. Shy PV is quite good at high-end spots, could use improvement lower-end pack-to-pack spots like Stars and Thornwood, etc. So, yeah. while it is... or a snowboard or whatever the fuck that thing is. Are it you should just, feel good. Are you just naming things and saying you like them, Brick? <laughs> <laughs> Alligators, uh, pepperoni, uh, <laughs> skateboard skill, <laughs> snowboard skill, or something. I forget what the fuck it was. Are you just looking at things and seeing you like them? <laughs> I'll take uh, microtransmitters. Microtransmitters. <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, it's funny. It's funny you did that because uh, me and the wife actually watched uh, um, the movie recently. It's pretty funny. Okay, so uh, so real quick, rapid fire. Yeah. I, I think that this could be a, a fun little game. Um, Frosty, you're the one who wrote up the post. Let's see how well you know this post. So I said Kuno came in first with 495 words. What okay. came in second? Can I scroll through to glance or no? Yeah, you can glance if you want. Okay, but I, I would guess if I had to guess off the top of my head, I'd probably say Mystic. Eh, incorrect. Oh. Number two oh. is Sage with 448 words. Really? Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Number three. What do you think number three is? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Mystic. I'm gonna go and let you know Mystic is not anywhere near is the not? top five. Guardian. Okay. It comes in at number three with uh, 425 uh, words. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Number four. Um, Hashashin. No, Corsair with 416. God damn it. Although you really do have is, a on Corsair. I like Hash Corsair. Hash is close by. Hash is close by. Number five. This 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 might be a little complicated. I'm going to give you number five because I, it, it, it might be confusing if you don't know what I did. So number five is Wiz at 409. And the reason why I didn't want to make you guess is because I added in the separate paragraph you okay, put for both for witch both. and wizard into both witch and wizards uh word count dude you want something crazy because i know I, you want to know something because you remember the the elephant in the room post made a lot of wizards hate me yeah 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 this one i i i have not heard much hatred hmm. isn't that crazy yeah. Oh, they their uh, class is actually balanced, or they re-rolled off the OP class and went to their own respective classes now, like Drake. <laughs> uh, number six is Hash with 397. Uh, number seven, what do you think number seven is? is it, you said Hash is what? Six at 397. Okay. So seven would be missed. <laughs> seven is Tamer with 379. 
Number eight. What do you think eight is? Um. Oh my god! So. I'm running out of. Oh, rain. Uh, no, no. Uh. Uh, uh, Ranger, uh, Archer, Archer, which with three seventy. Shit. <laughs> Number nine with three hundred and twenty-four. What do you think? What's three hundred and twenty-four? That's now we're at Mystic. Nova. <laughs> Probably to get Mystic eventually. <laughs> Number ten at three hundred and eighteen. That, okay, that actually sounds like Mystic. Musa. Poor <laughs> guy. You're like, the gambler, you're like the gambler. You're like the It's gotta go sometimes. <laughs> Number eleven at three hundred nine. Striker. Ranger. <laughs> Number twelve at two hundred ninety nine. Um, I give up. Do we have to go through all of them? Come on, come on. You can do Lon. It. No, no, no. It's 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 Mystic. Yeah, it's Mystic. <laughs> I just wanted to get to Mystic. Uh, so then it goes uh, Sork, Striker, Lawn, Ninja, Zerker, Maywa, uh, Drac, Valk, DK, Shy, and Archer is actually 29. She had 126 words. And then Warrior at the very bottom with a measly 73 words. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that it relates to... Okay, here was the problem with uh kuno i did make a mistake on kuno and i regret it is addressing the e-buff because there are a lot of e-buffs that are not good or potentially too strong so yeah yeah you uh you blew you blew everything out of the water with kuno it, it had uh almost 50 more words than sage second place yeah I'm surprised. And it's almost like you main the class. I'm surprised Sage was second, though. I'm surprised you thought Mystic was so high when it, you only wrote 299 words for it. You know what it is? It's because I, I, I felt pretty good about everything I said about Awakening, but then I didn't really add like a lot of details to Succession because Succession mm. is already pretty strong. It only has like minor annoyances. Versus like actual problems, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Uh, also, interestingly, so Zerker has 197 and Maywall has 196. So, yeah, Maywall, your, dude, your feelings I, I towards to... those two classes are comparable, I so, suppose. So, I had mentioned that I went through and asked a, a few people from every class some opinions on stuff. And I was reluctant to ask Nayashi because what usually happens is like my god it, it, you know it's <laughs> it's funny you say that but yet when you guys originally had me on as a guest mm -hmm. you thought my opinions on things were you know fairly objective for being it, it you was, know based on a class that was my own so well no it's not yeah, it's not it's but not then the you stopped playing the game for a year to go play New World, and now you're out <laughs> for of touch. A year. No, no, not. It's not that it's not objective, Nayashi, or although it's not, but that's not the reason why I was hesitant. It was more hesitant because it's like, it's like, it goes from like, hey, what are a few things that would help this class to like, here's a long list that would make this class the perfect class, the most perfect class you've ever seen in the history of the game. I don't do that. You know I don't do that. I'm like, I literally like what what you got as an answer would be would have been the exact same thing I would have given you, because that's the same thing I communicate with all the other Mewas 
in the fucking community that fucking complain about certain things in the, in the kit. It's always the iframe, the stamina, especially for suck. And, you know, usually minor, like, bug issues, like fucking charged stub arrow not transversing, like, terrain properly. It's weird. And, like, uh, there are other small bugs, but that's, like, those are minor in comparison. It's so, always the stamina issues and the iframe. Let's let's compare our responses. So you asked us at the same time, would you say that this is fair, linking us your, your post that you put for Zerker and Maywall, respectively? And I said, yeah, that sums up the biggest issues pretty reasonably. I also feel like protected damage on combo damage is a problem. Likewise, Ancient Wave CC, just make it fully protected. Uh, and then you mentioned the uh, grab thing, and I said, yeah, right now you have to cancel a grab animation only works. The e-grab cancels unprotected, it's just movement, which is technically a false statement. It's protected off cooldown, but that iframe doesn't fucking work, my guy. And then I said, also, conjointly, please, for the love of God, just be iframe off of takeoff. Uh, Nyashi, on the other hand, went on this tirade of comparing <laughs> Mewa to Musa. <laughs> yeah, I I want the whole Musa community to know that Nayashi hates Musas and makes it very clear. I hate Musas at all. <laughs> I just think it's bullshit that they can fucking sit there and complain. Oh, they can complain. Sorks always complain too, so anyone is... Everyone's game to like, complain. Like, Mewa's right? always been on the fucking shit end of the stick when it comes to fucking bust between Mewa and Musa. And so yeah. it's kind of just it's just silly whenever I see them complain. I don't hate Musa. You just hate the people that play them. Um, so yeah, that's, that's probably more accurate. Yeah. Anyway, at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> should we get balance? Like, what what would be res? What would be a regular schedule of balance changes, big or small? that would be appropriate in your opinion like where it's like okay we get like we shouldn't complain about getting balance changes because we do get them regularly like how often should a class uh, be tweaked okay so first of all let me state this is coming from a player i don't know how like these things are done i've never been in a position where i've had to balance a video game but in my head my thought process is you have a balance team of i mean at least as many people as there are classes. And that way you can have, at least at a minimum, you can have one person kind of trying to pay attention to what people are saying about one class. And then they all come together to talk about, you know, essentially what needs to happen. And then maybe you do, I would put it on like a schedule in all honesty. I would put it on a schedule of say like, I don't know, like a couple classes every week. So that way it's like, all right, like what are the changes that like you think would be good? Let's like talk about it and figure it out. And then it's it ha there's a set amount of time you have to kind of figure out and gauge what people are kind of thinking about for each individual class, essentially. Like a costume task um, force almost. Yeah, sure. But I don't think that's how the costume task force works either. I think that that's just like two guys doing the best they can to recycle old costumes with a couple new assets. Um, yeah. But like while. in terms of the release schedule, like yeah, it would be very similar to how the costumes are released, where like every week, like one to two, maybe three classes get changes, and so it, it's like a regularly scheduled thing 
that like this balance team has to work around, right? So they're like the the one guy that's you know quote in charge of Kuno kind of like goes into streams, goes into the forums, goes into Reddit, talks to players, gathers like data on how the players are feeling about the class, and then he comes to the entire like balance team with some proposed changes that he thinks might be helpful. They kind of like hash it out a little bit. And then, you know, whenever the time comes, they, they release what they think would be most helpful, essentially. And then he has, you know, however many weeks for the next, like, go around on Kuno to, like, keep gathering information, see how the changes have affected, see what players are talking about it, see what changes are happening to other classes that maybe affect that class, right? Mm-hmm. And so it, it just becomes a regularly scheduled thing. I mean, I, I think, yeah, it it's... So people are looking at it like it would be just overpowered. I I don't think it'd be separated either. I I don't think you could have one person per class. Also, I doubt they'd ever hire that many people. But I think you could just, you could have a team, like a group of people, like, hey, you five to 10 people are just comb through all the classes regularly and see like, what's going on? What's good? What's bad? What's weak? What's working? What's not? Like what, um, if something is dealing too much damage, find out why it's doing too much damage. Is it because of gear scaling? Is it because the skill itself is too strong? Is it because, uh, like there should be people that are just constantly working on that. And my, my thing is like, I wish they didn't have to wait until they have like massive changes for every class and every spec before they release notes. Changes the yeah. evaluation completely. Yeah, it's like, because then it's like, well, now we have no compare and contrast because too many things changed at one time. Like, it's obviously, it it feels nice right now, like when we, when it does happen, it feels nice in a way because everyone has waited so long to get, to get changes. But if, if, for example, on the first week of July, Ranger got some balance changes and then on the second week of July... Uh, Sork got some balance changes and then on the third week of July Stryker did and so on and so forth then I, I don't think people would care as much It'd be like oh well I didn't get anything it's like yeah but you would know like alright well eventually it's going to get to my class hopefully the changes are okay. good you know and, and yeah. it constantly rotates around so now, and, now what's my question for you Frosty is uh, in regards to your question um, around what do you think a respectable time frame is what do you what do you perceive the you know their particular turnaround time on a on an update is right now do you think it's like a three month or six month type situation i I thought it was a really long time but then i saw the way class reworks went and it was like dude when they want to make changes like they make dramatic changes in just seven days like dramatic dramatic changes do you remember when so when they had like every single class getting massive changes every single week it was like some of them some of them were actually so for example uh near kind of near the end right before remember suck kuno was like uh these this rework's kind of weird the only thing that really changed is they removed the teleport on tenon cutter and flash slash could move you those were the changes that was it and then it kind of just sat there festering and there was just minor changes here and there, minor changes here and there. And then one week it was like, oh, by the way, we lowered the cooldown on this, 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 and this. We buffed the damage on this and gave you the teleport on Titan Cutter back, et cetera, et cetera. It was, it was just like a massive amount of changes. And the same thing happened, or on Musa, when they got the slow 
thing on Musa Mewa, for example, the slow slow's not affecting Chase. How long did that last? One week? I think that was only yeah. a week. Maybe maybe two weeks at most. Um so it seems to me it when they want to like they, they can make changes quickly. So if you have I guess however long it would take to find out why something is working, not working, good or bad, right? Then then it's just like for the most part changing numbers. Personally, I think they deleted that uh, Chase is immune to slow thing after literally the moment they released the patch notes. So they're like, yeah, delete. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Can I, just, can, I, can I just say as well that I know we're going to get to this a little bit later, but I understand the necessity, obviously, to change numbers and things, but I, I really like to see like actual fun changes, like mechanic changes, such as the Sage Rift Chain. Is it like super OP? Is it going to be like really good? I don't know. I I I think it's kind of meh. But what it is is it's like fun and interesting because it's not just like hey we changed the damage on this skill from seven thirty seven to to seven fifty seven. Like it's it's a fun new mechanic that's like kind of interesting mm -hmm. and it is actually going to be interesting to get and and see what it does. And I think that was a big part of why the reworks were so successful is because it wasn't just, let's change a number here. Let's change a, a, a damage modifier there. Let's change a cooldown wherever. It was like, let's try to add a couple new mechanics that make things like fun and interesting and like new, you know? Yeah. And no, so I, yeah. I, I, I do kind of hope that like, I, obviously you have to keep changing numbers because that's the biggest way to change balance is changing numbers. But in terms of making things fun and keeping things new and interesting, I think adding like mechanics or changing mechanics is, I agree. is no, really I, I completely agree. I just don't think you could do that like every week. No, no, yeah. no, no. no. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying every week, but yeah, yeah. like occasionally. Like yeah, occasionally. before the reworks, I feel like we were in a in a fucking drop for a really long time in terms of like they weren't changing mechanics it was just numbers i don't remember them really changing yeah outside of getting the new skills skill. until reworks yeah i mean generally speaking like say for example obviously not the same game format or anything but like league's a good example because they always do patch note adjustments all the time most of the time it's usually number related they either like affect the base stats or touch specific skills to adjust a class but they do do reworks or you know mechanic changes on things from time to time um so to reslar's point more, like more so recently though yeah i mean like that's, for example that's in, the, more of a in this patch thing. red moon or the new corsair ability yeah like you didn't see yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. like that before it was just but, like all right we gave this super armor all right, this has yeah, more damage. It was more mm. tweaks like that. Remember, typical, it, it like, used to even be we, we increased the AoE size of blank, but then the animation was the same, so you couldn't even tell. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't tell. And you just get CC'd from fucking nothing. But, um, yeah, I mean, those kind of more dramatic changes, I agree they, they should have some from time to time, but definitely more scarce, like, I don't know, maybe like a six-month period or something like that. I know that seems long and whatnot, but like you're changing how a class essentially could potentially function 
in a dramatic way with those, so you got to be careful with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not it's saying a, every single. Week, I'm it. not saying every single week they need to add some new function yeah. to fucking like Red Moon or something. Yeah, 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 I'm just saying like every once in a while, like every couple months maybe, or not even yeah. every couple months. Maybe maybe just like one class a month or one class every other month or something like that. Just yeah. like some sort of some sort of adjustment something, quarter, something that kind of changes like things that. up a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean. Make Shake Off to, more like a like a a Diglett in Pokemon, where you go underground and move and come out. Actually, fucking work. How about stat for a goddamn start? Fuck me. My my big thing is like for like what you, your question was earlier, Frosty. Like yeah, updates to classes as far as like fixing bugs and whatnot. I think that should be well, bugs. If there's be any constant. bugs, they, that should they be should weekly. Be fixed immediately. That yeah. should be fucking weekly. As far as like adjustments to skills, those need to be evaluated, and sometimes that takes a little bit of time, admittedly. Like, I don't see, like, a couple weeks to a month being unreasonable. The thing is, like, we go many, like, sometimes, like, quarters, entire quarters or longer without any sort of, like, even blue text on what they plan on doing, you know? Now, not lately. Like, it's been, I mean, how long did we go after they released Drake and they did the reworks before we got, like, any sort of significant changes? Was it, like, three plus months? For which class? Like, any of them. Like some of the more egregious classes, like all the range damage, Zerker. Uh, like you could argue some classes still haven't been touched. With the succession release or the reworks, you're saying? Reworks. Yeah, post reworks. Yeah, post rework. Drake. I mean, more have been touched by now, but not. Yeah. Some of them not much. Yeah, like how long did it take him to like touch fucking suck Zerker, for example? Or like Musa didn't take too long for them to adjust. Yeah, Musa Melon were quick. Yeah, they were quick, but then like. Suck Zerker was just fucking rampant everywhere, and that class didn't get touched like what? It was like four months or something like that. That's a little bit too long. Yeah, yeah. Bug fix it, dude. I, I'm looking at this. So <sighs> Half Moon Slash, they during the rework, they decided to change the way the essay worked, and then they changed their mind on that change. And somehow, ever since that day, you something that I used constantly, C swapping after half moon slash no longer works. Going left, but it works going right. I so if I go left, which I, it literally was muscle memory forever to just half moon slash to the left and then C while holding C, and now it just makes me it forces me to slow swap. Whereas going to the right, like stuff like that, though that kind of stuff should be fixed so quick. And the thing is, too, is like, ba like in the partner Discord, like this stuff has been reported a million times. Do you know how many times Huntler has submitted feedback that the Prime Bolide down smash hasn't worked since the moment it's been added? Yeah, and that's what's discouraging because, like, I used to report stuff all the time. I would go out of my way to make videos, and I'd submit the tickets, or you know, pass along to people that I know could get it to the right individuals that we know to be at least what we perceive to be the right individuals and nothing ever happens. So it's just like, I, I just, I'm basically for a while, I just gave up. I just didn't even bother. I'm just like, well, these bugs are here now to stay. Like it's frustrating. And I know a lot yeah. of classes deal with that. Or the, the, so. the yeah, like, uh, like Strat and chats pointing out stratified twitch.tv slash stratified. Good, good dude. Um, is pointing out the iframe bug that came with the print screen, uh, the print screen bug fix that's literally been in the game. Like, when what you're the slowed, fuck is that still doing here? When you're slowed, iframe super armor skills losing their protection early because you're slowed is just 
Come on, man. Yeah. I've submitted that a million times. Like Strat, I think Strat knows. I think Strat, you've seen it. And every time we have a meeting, I freaking bring it up. I'm like, so with this bug fix that's really important and impacting everyone, are we uh, looking at this or are we just not doing that? What, what does it mean? What's happening? Cause like, it's just incredibly easy to reproduce. I, I know Hanara said that he submitted feedback about it and made, he said that he put a, like together a video and a post and like wrote out how to replicate it a hundred percent of the time, super easily. And it's just like, dude, all it does is make people complain about desync more because they think they're desyncing out of their abilities Desync when literally their skills losing protection early. It's, yeah. it's crazy. It's just crazy. And that one is so big because that one's just frustrating people constantly. Just constant frustration where it's like, what the hell, man? I was in super armor. What the hell? I was in whatever the hell, forward guard, blah, blah, blah. It's like, uh, I was in a nemesis dive, like the most iframey, skill in the whole game and like somehow I'm CC'd out of the air it's just crazy I don't know yeah so hopefully yeah bug fixes should be constant minor tweaks should be regular and uh, mechanic changes should be uh, every once in a while like just that's how it should work I don't think it's that crazy to think of especially when your balance impacts your money per hour and I, I hate to repeat this again because I talked about this on my stream a million times thing we talked about on the podcast but when I grind um, for a uh, hundred and twenty hours on a Kuno to buy something that would have only taken me seventy hours on a striker is fucking bullshit. It's literally just a total waste of my time. That's fifty hours extra of my time that I just will never get back doing the exact same thing someone else gets to do for a way, way, way shorter period of time. It's one thing if it's like, all right, over the course of 100 hours, one person had to grind 95, one person had to grind 102, one person grinded 97. But when one person is grinding 70 and another person's grinding 110 for the exact same thing is just dumb. Um, all right, moving on. Global Labs. So that's the note. PA, I, I don't know. Do, I, I actually, the last thing, do you think there's any chance... PA takes notice like not maybe not just of the note but the fact that people were it, it, like the discussion I guess of it the conversation of it what do you mean specifically just like the discussion well, of like, yeah, like how they need a balance like maybe, more often not, or? yeah like maybe they look at it like oh man like we have been kind of lax of days like is there any chance they're like ah maybe okay I, I see what's going on or I don't know anything will anything come of it that's a good question. Um, I mean, it might. Sometimes if there's enough voices, they tend to respond, right? Yeah. It's it pretty much been the trend with them. There's enough outcry about something, big posts, stuff that's like really catching their attention. They'll respond in some form or fashion. It's always been most my understanding of how they react. Most importantly, and this would be my answer... Is there enough Korean players that agree with the sentiment? I mean, if you look at their forums, they're constantly complaining about balance all day, yeah, every day. So I, 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 I think it's a... I do obviously think that it's easier for them to get feedback from Korean players, but I think that they love to ignore the Korean players just as much as they like to ignore us. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't subscribe to the 
the fact that the the Korean players control our fate anymore, like they used to, at least how I used to think they did. I, I still, it, it's been, it's just stuck in my head forever. Do you guys remember that Heaton interview with the Korean player that said, so he said, yeah. he his question was presented in a way, and I'm paraphrasing here, he said something along the lines of, a lot of players from NA and EU feel like the devs only listen to KR or only listen to Korean region when it comes to feedback and stuff. Um, do you guys feel like these other uh, these other regions get any, or something along the lines of these other regions that are taken into consideration? And then his response is literally that the Koreans feel like they don't listen to KR at all, that they only listen to NAEU. Yeah. Well, the Koreans also have the the perception that basically they're always being used as the test server. Yeah. For everything too. So that is a that is an interesting like I don't know, juxtaposition, I guess, where they're like, Man, this is so dumb we're a test server and then us were like, it's so lame that they just got that and we can't have it. I don't know. Anyway, so let let's talk about the uh the, the labs stuff. Um every one of our classes is in here. Just kidding. For the record, I just want to clarify my statement. Yeah. I, I don't mean that if KR complains about class balance, then PA will jump through hoops to get class balance right, right. done. My point is that if e NAEU and KR are both on the same page about something, I think they're a lot more likely to listen. Agreed, yeah. Because it's the two biggest markets that they have, right? Potentially. I, that's my yeah. That's my point. Yeah. Fucking Christ, I keep sneezing. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all right. I'm having like a sneeze attack or something. I don't understand what's going on right now. All right, so in the Global Labs, Shy got a bunch of musical instrument stuff, so they're fixed and the Shies are happy. Let's go down to the balance stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I just feel like every time Shy, like you never really see Shies complaining majorly about music. Look how many notes are in here for music stuff. And it's just like, I. this is why I keep telling them, man. Like, they literally look at you guys as a role-play class. I know you keep saying, don't stop perpetuating that. We're not a role-play class. But it's like, dude, it's not us perpetuating it. We're just repeating what Perlibus is telling us, all right? Um, all right, so let's start at the top here. This is it, Surprisingly, we got balance changes this week. And they were not really minor for some of the classes. They were actually pretty pretty major. So I want to ask you, Nayashi, help us understand first the succession changes. So they changed blind slash um, <sighs> so it no longer consumes stamina. Instead costs uh, SP or uh, WP or SP, whatever. What do you guys use? Everyone uses Excuse mana. Me. I'm just going to say mana. Everyone uses mana pots now. It, it costs yeah. mana instead. Mewa's will uh, when using Mayo's will skill, when there are two red petals, a one red petal is obtained. Prime Red Moon, the skill linkage has been improved, can be linked to Whirlwind Cut while using the skill, and Mewa Ascension to Heaven, skill linkage has been improved after acquiring the skill while using Prime Red Moon, it can be linked with Whirlwind Cut, Decapitation, and Sticky Snowflake. So what do these changes do? Do they matter at all? They do matter. Um... They are actually really good changes, especially the Whirlwind Cuts um, uh, linkage from Ascension to Heaven, which basically is just Red Moon. Ascension to Heaven is the uh, right. Uh, it's not a flow. It's like a it's like an add-on feature to Red Moon to make it um, 
produce the cast speed animation faster and originally like currently in live sorry still dealing with the sneeze attack um you can't cancel it very well um and it kind of like gets you caught a lot so using ascension to heaven is very risky it's just really awkward with the timing on when you can cancel it you have to do it like basically immediately so this actually opens it up makes it a lot more flexible and more realistic to use and then having another cancel such as whirlwind cut which is some I asked for like a year or two years ago. That's a godsend. Like that's going to make a huge impact on uh, Mewa as far as like combat is concerned, because that means skills like stigma and uh, sticky snowflake can be utilized for the things that they're intended for rather than canceling. Um, uh, canceling for uh, uh, Red Moon. So Sigma can be used for catches, and Sticky Snowflake can be used for SA trade damage again. Um, or whatever the individual is intending to use them for. So, those are really good. Um, the WP change for... Um, ah, damn, I'm really dealing with this one right now. Hold on. Do you, wanna, do you want me to... Uh, uh, give you a give me just a moment. I'm, yeah, right. just give me a moment. I'm literally uh, sneezing like crazy. The idea, see, this is the thing that's so crazy about Nayashi. He's saying he's sneezing, but he's actually just brought to tears that Mewa finally got changes. <laughs> <laughs> so he is just crying. He's like, I can't believe, guys, um, this is just, uh, you, they're good changes. They're, like just, composure. <laughs> they're just good changes. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Do, do you need to us. go blow your nose? No, I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm right. coming out of it. I think. Yeah, if his wife sees him, uh, she's gonna be reminded that you exist, and she's gonna pull you off the computer anyway. <laughs> gotta be careful. True. Um, the blind slash change is uh for the WP change. Yeah. Is uh it's good. Um, right. small, it doesn't solve the good. problem. Right. Small. Yes, but good. it doesn't solve the problem, but it is in the direction that we need it to go. Um, because ultimately, what happens with suck Mewa is when they catch someone, finally. Because in a meta where a lot of people have super armors and whatnot, it takes a while mm -hmm. for them to get caught. When you finally catch someone, you generally don't have much stamina to work with, unless you caught them early in a fight. But generally speaking, it usually takes a while for Sukmewa to pull off a catch. And then when you finally do, you don't have any fucking stamina to combo with because most of your key, like RCCs, such as Carver, Blind Slash, um, Roundhouse Kick, um, those have stamina costs associated with them. So right. having one of them be freed up from that is really nice. They need to do more, but it's in the right direction. So really good change. Um, it's unfortunately the re-CC one, not the like first hard CC that's typically used because of how short of a distance it reaches. So I, I would prefer that they, uh, they do that same kind of change to Carver. Because right. that's a better one to follow up with, but um, it's in the right direction. So all these changes for Succession is really good. It's just small potatoes in comparison to what Awakening got. So that's that's the only downside to it. They are good, and I don't want to take away from that. It's just they need to do more for Suck. Right. Suck has been neglected for so long. Okay. Agreed. Okay. <sighs> I, I dried my tears. All right. I'm good to go. You sure? Do you need to blow your nose before we get into Awakening? Because Awakening's looking long here. There's a this list uh, is pretty. I, I think crazy. I'm okay. 
think All right, I'm okay. here we go. So I'm just going to run through these, and then you're going to tell me how this only affects your matchup against Striker. All right, here we go. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. From the top, full moon wall. Effects have been added when using skills. Increase all defense by 20 for 10 seconds. This one just right off the bat as a side comment is really funny because they've moved this buff around from the start of the reworks till now like 10 times. Like three or and, four different skills have yeah. had it now. And this one literally makes the most sense and should always have just been this. But anyway. Yes. Um, Ice Fang. The effect has been removed so they don't get the DP debuff uh, while using Ice Fang. And they now added effect upon successful hits. Reduce movement speed, cast speed, and attack speed by 20% for 10 seconds. Uh, Sticky Snowflake got its cooldown reduced from 15 seconds to 10 seconds. Its accuracy changed from 50% to 20%, but it now gives you a 15% accuracy buff for 10 seconds. Mind you, that stacks with the accuracy buff from your e-buff. Uh, what is it called? Super Apricot? General General Apricot, yeah. What a dumb name. Um, the it's, it doesn't make any sense, I know. <laughs> yeah, the, the slow got removed from Sticky Snowflake, and the effect of successful hit has been removed. The evasion rate uh, debuff has been removed. And then they changed the PvP damage reduction from 42.5% to 30%, effectively buffing the entire ability as well. And then Moonrise uh, now has the evasion debuff, all evasion rate minus 9% on hits. Uh, the cooldown has been reduced from 9 seconds to 8 seconds. Flow Cloud Stab, cooldown from 9 to 8 seconds. Moonlight Dash, cooldown from 9 to 8 seconds. Oppression, all DP debuff effect has changed from minus 20 to minus 30. Frost Flower now is 25% crit in PvP. Petal Bloom damage reduction has changed from 59.3% to 50%, which also affects Moonlight Dash's damage. And then Red Moon is now Blue Moon, and you can be used in Awakening and will keep you in Awakening and has a blue effect, which means you can chain it together with awakening abilities directly instead of having to cancel out back into awakening with, I don't know, I guess what? What, what would you so guys use most sleep It's stuff a smooth transitioner whatever. into anything. So it's a great combo variety type feature, I guess. Yeah. So overall... um. What are your feelings on all all of these changes as a whole, and then any individual ones stand out to you as being uh, very good? And was anything here surprising to you? So my response to how are my feelings on this as a whole? Fuck yeah, baby! It's our time. Let's go, <laughs> Maywell. Go, go, go. <laughs> That's basically how I feel. Yeah. But yeah. Uh... <laughs> did you find out that night, or did you wake up to it? I woke up to 15 fucking dms from like everybody and i'm like what is going on and then I, I look i'm like barely got my eyes open and i see a screenshot of translated notes i'm like what the fuck is this i'm like what the fuck i kept reading i'm like what the fuck is <laughs> ridiculous i was like no they didn't no uh, this the, has to be is, is it april uh, is it at, april for <laughs> at the end where you're like i bet frosty got kuno changes too and you scrolled down uh no i didn't even scroll that's fucked up like i honestly have not looked at any other class notes <laughs> <laughs> i literally been obsessing over the mail notes all right so which of these changes are uh which of these changes do you like which ones are you afraid are too much if any uh, i mean i like all of them I know. You, you love all but, of them. Uh, they're all your babies. You love them equally. They're all my babies. Like, how do I choose one baby over another, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, like it's just... 
not how we do things in Florida. Uh, but uh, I mean, all of it's really good. So I guess I'll, I'll break this up into two categories. Okay. So there's gonna with the introduction of AOS, we have to consider how patch notes will affect those um, different. Uh, uh, formats of the game because we usually typically do that with like normal open world PvP and large scale, right? Yeah. So typically. I'm gonna break it up into AOS versus just real game uh, combat. Um, so the mass majority of this will impact AOS in a very positive way. Um, obviously the DP buff from Full Moon Wall being up, basically perma plus twenty DP all the time. That's huge. Um. Not to say that we don't have it up consistently, because whenever we use Redmoon, we get a 20 DP buff for 20 seconds. So that's a long time. And we do use Redmoon quite often, so it's usually kind of up all the time. But at the start of a fight or when you're running, we tend to use Full Moon Wall, and we might not necessarily use Redmoon until we need it for a defensive or counter uh, attempt. And, full, and this just Full helps. Moon Wall is your Awakening Q block, right? Correct, yes. Okay. Sorry for the viewers that aren't familiar. Um, it is our Q block. So just having more DP all the time kind of helps with the squishiness of Mewa, because uh, we are a notoriously squishy class. Um, so really good change like that. Um, the Ice Fang change is probably one of my more favorite changes. Um, so basically, they turn Ice Fang into Mewa's version of Fiery Crevice, except we get movement speed attached to it as well as a debuff. We've never had a cast speed debuff before on Mewa. Moose has been the only one, as far as the players are concerned, that's had cast speed debuff. Mm -hmm. And so for us to have that now, that's going to impact our fight versus Sork, potentially DK, although trying to hit a fucking DK with something like this is probably not going to happen. But Sorks tend to use Grim Reaper, so we can land a, a quick hit with Ice Fang on them, right? So Yeah, for, for the record, um, just to clarify... It's not quite fiery because you also don't have the KD. Correct. We don't have the KD, so right. it's not. And the uh, the debuffs only apply on the first hit, not the the big drop from the second hit. So it's a little bit smaller AOE size. Probably a lot smaller, actually, is the better way to describe it. But you know that that's impactful because that means uh, the fight versus witch wizards, you know, other uh, magic uh, caster types like hell Valk. Valk's a casting speed type class. That's that's impactful versus those. We never had that ability before. And on top of that, we never had a slow debuffer that was protected. Yeah. Sticky Snowflake was always unprotected, and it was very rare that you would use that to actually debuff your opponent. So now this actually kind of helps out our 1v1 and our AOS and potentially our large scale. Mm -hmm. Or at least our small scale for sure. But I assume it'll help our large scale as well. So I'm pretty happy about that change. It's probably one of my more favorite changes. Um, the sticky snowflake change. Really happy with that. Um, honestly, I felt that that skill didn't need all those debuffs in there to begin with because it was always combo oriented. And they did the adjustments based on that feedback, um, I assume. And now it's more focused on just doing combo damage. It's not something that we're going to sit there and spam anymore because the accuracy bonus it provides means that all of our kit is actually going to be impactful versus evasion targets, which is something that's going to be really nice because most of the time you just see us like versus an evasion target, just spam sticky stuff. Like, how fucking weird and lame is that? So this actually like makes the rest of our kit viable versus evasion without needing to build massive amounts of accuracy in order to 
compete with it. So I will say, however, um, to be as objective as possible while also obviously being biased towards a class, um, the accuracy bonus is, in my opinion, high. <laughs> you don't say. I, I mean, you don't I got to. say. All right. Well, hey, if you're going to go way out on a limb and say that that's high, I, I respect it. I mean, I always complain about other classes being fucking busted. How disingenuous would it be if I don't fucking say if something on my class is going to be busted? Yeah. No, fair enough. So I'm trying 15, to be fair. 15%. Now, if in the case of something like a hash that has zero accuracy mods, 15% might be like, oh, okay, I could see why they do that. But even hash doesn't get 15%. And they have zero, like nothing has accuracy on their skills. So 15% is pretty high. It is. And most of Mewa's Awaken May was a main combo skills like Moonrise, Cloud Stab, Frost Pillar, Tip of the Iceberg. Those skills don't really have high accuracy modifiers, so I understand why they incorporated such a high one. But when you combine it with what they did with Moonrise, where they took Moonrise and they gave it a minus 9% evasion debuff mm -hmm. on hit, that's when it kind of starts getting a little over the top. Um, so if it was just the 15% accuracy, I would be like, okay, that makes perfect sense. I'm perfectly like accepting that. I wouldn't consider it OP if it was just that. But when you start combining those two plus add-ons, plus our e-buff that stacks with all this, you could realistically get to 47% hit rate for literally not building for accuracy. And I think that's a little egregious. It's up there. It's up there. Um... So but, do, you, uh, do you think that that one you you had told me you don't think they're gonna keep the fifteen percent? I don't think they're gonna keep it that high. And if they do, I ain't gonna sit there and complain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're not. I'm sure you're gonna be fine. But with it. Uh, but I am trying to be as realistic as possible with it because, like I said, I'm trying. Like if I complain about another class, how fucking hypocritical would it be of me to sit here and say that that shit's okay? Right. So I'm trying to be objective here. I think they'll probably nerf it down to 9%. And then for the evasion debuff, they might keep it at 9 or they might keep it at like 5 or 6%. And I think even that is still perfectly fine. Yeah. 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 I think that's fair. And it's just so impactful. Like that much accuracy, that's huge. That's, that's, yeah, it means you get to start selling accessories and swap back to AP if they yeah, keep you this. Literally, you literally just build straight AP. Like those changes. Now, if they do keep them, that means evasion on Mewa is just stupidly viable at that point, right? Because the biggest problem with evasion on Mewa is the defensive stats are nice, but the damage output is kind of on the low side, especially if you run into other other evasion targets. You don't have the ability to kill them. Now, Musa kind of gets away with that because they have Eradicate, and they have high accuracy modifiers, plus they do double KD combos on the regular. So they end up melting anybody. It doesn't matter what they build, typically. Um, so this is kind of like the same effect. They're basically giving us the same kind of treatment as giving Musa Eradicate. Um, and that's, that's fine and whatnot. So if that's the direction they want to go, then sure, I'm not going to complain. That means Mewas can go Evasion without feeling guilty that they're not going to be doing any damage. Um, and they can build full AP, and they'll probably be perfectly fine versus the mass majority of the people they run into. Right. Um, 
So that's how I see that. So if that's the if that's their reasoning, their answer, they want to make sure that Mayos can build for evasion because we have a passive for evasion, then fine, makes sense. But uh, yeah, I think it is still a little high. The rest of the the rest of the changes, like the cooldowns on our main skills, that helps with AOS a lot. Helps with normal open world too and large scale. But like that's going to be pretty impactful in AOS. Like there's times when I combo one person and then I catch another and I just don't have the cooldowns up yet. Like that that'll might that might be enough to help. Mm-hmm. Even just one second, that might be enough to help. Um, Frostflower crit. It just means it's going to be a little bit more consistent with its higher output. Um, Petal Bloom and the Sticky Snowflake damage changes are pretty impactful overall, and they'll impact AOS quite a bit. So I'm glad to see those because our damage is like we're good. I'm not gonna say or say our damage is low, but we don't have enough of the other aspects like Fiery Crevice currently on life, which now getting Icing that might help with the slows and whatnot. Um, so Adding in additional damage on Petal Bloom and Sticky Snowflake means that we'll have more kill potential in AOS earlier rather than needing to fully extend ourselves out and get caught out, which is part of the big problem. When you consider the classes that are doing well in AOS, they don't have to f- fully extend themselves out usually, or they have like a lot of utility as well as damage, or they have grabs as well as extra utility. You know, There's a combination of things. They're not solely dependent on their team comp. They could do well with or without a good team, typically, as long as the players are competent. Right now, I feel like Maywell is really heavily dependent on the, the comp and stuff like that, because you need to have people that know what they're doing, and you need to have classes that can handle themselves. Yeah, Bl- Bloom and Chat, it, it, I agree. you got to stop mentioning Fiery Crevice. All right? Nothing is Fiery Crevice. I know. That is, I'm, uh, I'm just, I was mostly saying the debuffs. I wasn't implying the sorry. Searing the slam. Searing slam, searing is, slam. A, is a class you know unto itself. Okay. It's, it's literally its own class within Musa. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's talk about the thing that is going to be the most fun change of all the changes. Red Red Moon. Blue Moon. Blue we moon. don't call it Red Moon. We Blue Moon now. All right. Blue Moon. So Blue Moon is. Beyond the Ice Fang is my next favorite change. Um, I think that's so cool what they did with it. I was dorking around with it all day yesterday in Global Labs. Um, it And the way they designed it, it's so smooth. It just flows with everything so smoothly. The animation looks beautiful, so if you go into full uh, remastered and you know throw up your graphics, it's going to look really good. Um, it's... A lot of people have complained about like other skills getting like kind of like you know copied and reused. This is another example of that per se because they kind of use Moonrise at the start of it and then Red Moon with blue coloration. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind that. I think it looks really good. I yeah. think they did a really good job. Um, and, well, uh, the fact that they made a change the animation, yeah, so even slightly just to make it so. You know, oh hey, by the way, yeah. you're staying in Awakening is is pretty cool, especially yeah, oh, keeping yeah, the yeah. ice theme because then it makes Red Moon kind of unique on Suck Mayo as well. I actually like that change a lot. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So yeah, I mean, it's 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 just cool to play with and whatnot, and um, it'll uh, definitely have some significant impacts in your ability to do new combos. I think it's going to open up some variety. Um, 
for what we can potentially do. Um, so I'm I'm pretty excited for it, man. Like, I think it's I think it's awesome. Um, you could use any skill after it. It just flows so smoothly. Some skills it flows after very well. Not every skill, but some of them it does. So it just it just I don't know. It, it it's really nice what they did. I will say this though. This definitely shows an example of like how they're heavily trying to make awakening players that are playing awakening stay in awakening without needing to go to pre-awakening. This is just another example of that cuz you use this now in awakening and you stay in awakening so you don't have to go to a pre-awakening at all like we used to. Yeah. Damn. That kit's over. Your pre-awakening kit's done. We just have Stubburrow in there. and right. Were there ever uh, times you prefer to stay in pre-awakening after Red Moon or not really? Because uh, like, when I first saw this change, my initial reaction, before I realized how many things it smoothly transitions to, I was like, all right, this is going to be like a 50-50. Half the man will say there's a nerf, half say it's a buff. But I think there's too many positives for this to possibly be a nerf. Was there any reason this... to go to pre-awaken after this? So there is an argument that with how the animation works on Blue Moon, it's not going to float right away. It's slightly slower on the CC element of it than using the pre-awakened Red Moon. Is it? Because slightly. Because it does a Moonrise animation first, and then it starts doing the float animation. So it's a little bit slower. But overall, See, this I, is going to be... I was told be... the float doesn't happen until that part anyway, even on the normal Red Moon version. It, yeah, but for some reason, like when I was, it, at least from my perception, when I was testing it out, it felt like it was slower. Maybe and I had a few other people because say the, the same. I wonder if it's because of Global App. Because I, I feel like when I it's float anything on a dummy anyway, it's like literally doesn't happen for so long for some reason on Global Apps. Yeah. Could be Global Apps. That's very true. So okay. take take that feedback with a grain of salt. All right. We'll, yeah, we'll have to see when it comes to live. Um, but. At least at initial glance, it kind of seems like it's a little sluggish um, as far as getting the CC out, which is fine because honestly, I'm looking at it as more of a comboing version of Red Moon rather than a counter CC. So if it is going to in fact be a little bit slower on the on the CC element, I would use pre-awakened Red Moon for counter CC play, probably. To answer your question you're earlier, never, you're never touching it again. Don't lie. I'm probably never touching it again. <laughs> we blue moon gang. <laughs> Um, do any of these changes, I mean, obviously the cooldowns, do you think this is going to impact PvE much, these changes? Like, how do you use sticky in, uh, in PvE? Do you need accuracy in well, PvE? I use pretty much... I use those skills, yeah, but not where cooldowns were a problem, honestly. Okay. And then oppression. So I don't see... The oppression change will have impact. Yeah. That'll have impact on AOS for sure. Because like then your your entire team can benefit from that, and then um, PVE it'll impact for sure, especially on uh, like uh, Olens or you know like more more difficult mobs to kill, um, and then uh, large scale fights you know if you hit a group which is very unlikely honestly, most of the time like. Oppression is used in PvE, or it's used after you already CC your opponent, or you're trying to use it as a counter CC play. Mm. So it's not it's not something that's like 
it's not like uh and this is a piss poor example to compare it to but it's not like smoke for example where it's just sa and i could just apply my debuff um because the only reason why i mentioned smoke because it has the same similar animation speed and um you know aoe size so it's not like that it's something that we apply after we CC our target typically, or we use it to catch our target. So, but the thing is, is it, it's still going to affect the neutral game because when you go yes. to catch your target, if they're in super armor, it will or sometimes hit them. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter if they're super armor or not. I'm they saying, still like, get it's the not debuff. Gonna be, yeah, it'll that'll be in a one v one type situation though, right? It's not going to be something that's used against, like, an AOS, for example. If I have three people on me, it's too risky for me to use oppression right there, probably. Because so I'm just going to get hit with a CC in between the animation. And that's just going to get me caught and killed. So I'm going to use it in a more safe approach. Where if I'm in a 1v1 scenario, which will impact the chip damage they take. Yes, I agree. Um, or in a combo scenario where if, if their team's on the ground, I'll apply oppression and then DPS, right? So... That'll be the kind of situations you could expect to see it used. So yeah, definitely a good change. Not not trying to downplay it at all, and just kind of more or less giving some feedback as to the versatility of how it's used. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's going to be debuffing people more than you think, personally. Especially because, all right, obviously in the example of three people are after you, you're not going to be able to use it. But let's say. Uh, Let's say you have, I don't know, a ranger or a nova on your team and, and you have like a zerker and a warrior trying to focus them down. You could definitely go to the back and apply this trying to do a CC or peel for your team. Yeah. And then it's like just going to affect like, everyone. Like catches like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just not something that's going to be 100% up every time I catch people kind of thing. Because right. I will use it for 1v1 catch opportunities. And sometimes, based on the situation where I'm comboing, it's too risky for me to use an unprotected skill, so I'll maintain full super armor or frontal guard, you know? Right. So that's why I'm, I'm suggesting that it's not necessarily up 100% of the time when I'm fighting somebody. Or, right, you know, so let me, not applied. Let me ask you the that. more bigger global question here. Sure. Um, one, how does this, let's say all of this comes through as is, because for now, that's all we can assume is that this is what's going to happen. Yeah, because we don't know anything otherwise, right. gotcha. So let's say this comes to live. Where does this put Mewa? let's just say to, for an easy comparison compared to Musa? Do you think this brings it to Musa level, past Musa levels, it's still below Musa level? Where does this put Mewa in your opinion, in terms of power? Honestly, that's hard to say. Like... I know Blue said not to mention Searing Slam because <laughs> it's its own <laughs> fucking class within a class. But like Ice Fang does operate similarly, but it doesn't CC. Right. So, but how impactful are those slows going to be? Like it's not a large AOE like Searing Slam where I can apply the slows to a pretty significant area. It's only on the first hit, which is kind of like a little bit wider. It's, it's a, it's a, it's, Admittedly, it's a wider stab, so to speak. It's not deep, though. It doesn't go far. It's just wide how the hitbox is on it. So, like, for example, you know those four training dummies that are in um, BA? Yeah. So, if you were to hit the from an angle, you hit, like, in a diamond shape. Right. You're hitting the first one. You'll hit the two on the side, but you won't hit the one in the back. Right. Okay. Searing Slam, however, will hit all that shit, and then some, right? Yeah. 
So like that's that's where like we'll see how it works out. It's hard to say for sure. I think they'll be impactful. I definitely think it'll rise our ranks and Maywas can actually climb a little bit. I don't think it's going to put us necessarily at the same level as Musa, but that also depends on how much that damage increase from Petal Boom is and uh, Sticky Snowflake. Like, if that roughly, like, it's a 9% PvE damage change, if which is supposedly based on math around 20% damage increase, if that's a massive difference, and when we e-buff and we fucking smack someone and it kills them instead of normally leaving them alive to regenerate HP, we could see a lot more significant increases in Mewa players uh, performing. Yeah. So, because our chip damage is really good when we have e-buff up. It's, I mean, it's really good without, but the e-buff kind of puts us really high up there on competitive damage. And we have e-buff, you know, in, a in AOS pretty much almost every match, usually every other match for sure. So that's that could produce a lot more wins. You know what? Maybe this is how we should look at balance. And Rez, I'm curious if you agree. How many points in Solaire is this going to boost you immediately? Sorry, I literally just put my headset back on. Uh, I was using the bathroom. That's oh, all. welcome back. I was saying, <laughs> when we're measuring balance, like these Awakening Mewa changes, you're, this is going to bump everyone's MMR how much? How many points? 100 points? 200 points? This is uh, my rough estimate. Is this is a 250 point increase balance patch right here. I like, would suggest the patch around is the same. Whole? Yeah, the whole the, the whole Mewa changes, changes. The for, the, changes for the Mewa yeah. itself. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like let's gotcha. say if you're a 1300 Mewa, can you hit 1550 now with this with these new damage and these Silly. changes? <laughs> no, I I don't know. It's like yeah, these are pretty crazy. Like Mewa is busted example, enough as is, man. It didn't need this. The, oh my god what the dude I, so I, I maxed out so far at 1707 i'm gonna try to see if i can go higher tonight but so i hit 1707 i can definitely see this pushing me closer to the 18 to 1900 possibly 1900 i don't know the problem is like the meta classes are so strong with what they do and maywood does use a lot of four guards so like ninjas for example that run rampant in the higher tiers of the elo they're going to be able to like sneak behind four guards really easily. Warriors are still a thing. Um, Sorks are still really strong, but we should have a better time versus Sorks now. We should have an okay time versus Moose. Not a great time, but an okay time compared to now because Ice Fang can at least counter them during their super armors. Mm -hmm. We can keep them slowed just like they keep us slowed. Um, I, I definitely see at least a 200 point increase if I were to like look at it that way. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. You said 1800, 1900. Is that from, how we're going to look at balance changes well, from now on? We're going to be like, what's the point increase? I, I'm just blown away. I said 250. I thought that was being large, but you think it's going to take you all the way from your 1350 to 1900? That's huge. It's a big change. 1880 right now. What are you even on? <laughs> I just saw you yellow yesterday. Series of games because uh -huh. my fucking teammates were just garbage, but we recovered and we're gonna fucking get back up to the 1700s tonight and pop hopefully farther. I got, I think so, I got to 1723, uh, but peak? then I immediately lost. That was my peak. Dude, it was, but I was, it, I, was I was like 1707, 1704, 1703, 1706. I like went back and forth. It was fucking annoying. I was laughing because yesterday you, you you were on a three loss streak, 
this is separate from your eight loss streak that pulled you out of the whatever, but you were on a three yeah. loss streak and in the in the fourth game you go, see, you were up like one zero and you're like, see, now at least like one of my teammates is actually good, and then you ended up losing that one three two as well. And then we just the, the whole team just threw. <laughs> It was, it was just like, oh my god, like, oh, I spoke too soon. Poor Nayashi, dude, he's dying. Oh my god. Yeah. All right, let's move on. So Mewa changes are pretty crazy. You're you're hyped. I assume most of the Mewa community is is pretty excited, except for the succession side. I have yet to see negative sides as far as the awakening, but yeah, the suck Mewas, uh, yeah. the the handful that are left are still left disappointed, oh. and. Uh, also, don't, uh, don't... are complaining that like you know they they're doing all this and that's all nice, but it's like they're still not addressing the issue. We don't have sleep set by frame. It's that's well, basically that's still the thing the issue. I was gonna say. This is like now they're pushing to a point where it's like, well, if they're gonna make you deal this much damage and shred this hard, now it's like harder it's to like justify an iframe, right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't and know. Then, then there's that question, but I don't know. Like we still take a lot of damage. Like yeah. even with the so twenty DP see. being perma, we still take so much damage. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm still on the side of you should have at least like that seven second sleet step. Yeah, like a seven second iframe is not unreasonable. But you could, yeah, like Strat saying, you now you just build evasion and just go full DP. You could probably drop all yeah. the way down to 250 AP and still kill everybody. You know? I don't know about that far, but yeah. Oh no, we know, we know. All right. Um. Also, uh, just for the record, do not let this is not. For anyone out there that runs into Nihilus, do not let him convince you that he tagged Mewa before these changes. All right. He did he, tell me that yesterday. Yeah, he's lying. He's got to be lying. <laughs> There's no way. Nihilus is, do not let him. No, no, no. All right. Moving on. Archer. <laughs> yeah, it's Strat also tagged Mewa a couple years ago, and he's going to stick to it. He likes these changes. Um, all right. Archer got some interesting changes as well. Righteous Smite. Which is the? I mean, that's the uh, nuke. nuke it's arrow. the nuke, the slow nuke arrow. Um, is now gonna deal. Uh, more damage. They reduced the PVP damage reduction from forty-five percent to thirty-four percent, so that's gonna hit significantly harder. Marked mm -hmm. bloom. The number of hits reduced during PVP has changed from minus three hits to instead only minus one hit. Which means that skill is going to do a lot more damage. Um, mm -hmm. And then lastly, Lutheran's Call is now going to be forward guard instead of just during charging. It's going to maintain forward guard after the charging is complete. Um, Rez, you're the only one here who's ever even tried Archer. So your initial reactions to this, and then I'll say how, how I feel. Um... I don't know how to... So I like the Luthergans change, because that will allow you to hold the Luthergans for a frontal guard. Mm -hmm. um, so that gives you a little bit more, like, you know, options in your play. It's not like a super crazy change, but it's just kind of nice that you can hold that frontal guard. Uh, the damage buffs... I feel weird about it, because I feel like Archer is not very strong right now, but the one thing that I feel like they don't need is more damage, honestly. <laughs> like, I, I feel like their damage is okay. Um, yeah. So I don't know how to feel about that. Like, I think that Archer needs buffs, but I don't know if these are the buffs that they need. I don't know. I'm actually curious. Wait, so Lutherkin's call to core gives it forward guard. So what is happening with the core? 
Or my you, you, you can't uh you can't hold it, I believe, is what that change is referring to. You can't hold it. The forward guard has been changed from front guard during charging to maintain front guard even after charging is complete. Yep. So you can hold Lutherans while you're charging it. You can hold it after it's fully charged. You don't have to release it right away. You can continue to hold it uh -huh. for a while, and it drains your stamina, if I remember correctly. Right. And so now what they're saying is you can just hold that forward guard, kind of similar to what uh, I think Rangers have an ability that's SA. I think. Oh, okay. So like it's not on the crouching. actual shot. It's just while holding the charging. The yes. Okay. Yes, got correct. it. Got it. Okay. Yes. That makes sense then. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I get what you're saying now. So right when the charge bar went up, even if you continued holding, you'd lose the frontal guard. You would. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You'd lose the frontal guard, and you were just sitting there unprotected, like just waiting got to it. launch the the fucking shit. I or think that's what it's referring to. I'm pretty confident. Yeah, I wish they were. That kind of makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. Because they didn't mention... Normally, if they make it fully protected, they would also just be like, and the core skill changed to something else. But there's no note about that. So I'm assuming what you're saying is right. That actually makes sense. I um, think so. And again, like, this is... I haven't gotten on Global Labs and tested. And also, I haven't played Archer in quite a while now. So my information may be outdated, unfortunately. This is what I am assuming they're referring to. Yeah. Now, Marked Bloom damage increase like that skill already does decent damage so it's gonna hit pretty hard it's only a yeah, seven second yeah. cooldown it's fairly easy to land um, yeah again that's why i'm like i'm confused because like does archer need buffs like sure i don't mind it getting buffs especially when you compare it to suck ranger it's way 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 weaker than suck ranger in like every way but like is damage really the thing that we needed on on archer i i don't think so I mean, I don't know, maybe, but... Does mobility get, like, crazy insane after reworks? Well, here's the thing. I am i don't know about Marked Bloom, but I don't mind... The Righteous Smite one, I think, is cool because that skill is so slow. I, I do actually love... I don't know, I like the idea of, like, this slow thing that you could potentially react to, or fairly easily react to if you're paying attention, being, a like, a legitimately scary nuke. Um... I don't know, Archer damage is, it's interesting too, because I was testing out Archer damage with, I think it was FMJ, I think it was in BA with FMJ and Zaki, I can't remember if Torty came the same day, but I was in there with them and like he was, they were showing me like, like their combo damage is insane. I don't know how they feel about their yeah. neutral game damage, but definitely their combo damage is really, really, really high. Yeah, for sure. And like their their neutral damage is is pretty fine as well, but like like everyone's a bunch of suck rangers in chat that are saying that like is suck rangers so much worse than archer apparently. The main thing that archer needs, which Kerr just pointed out, is they their damage needs to not get fucked over by terrain. Yeah, like honestly, sure. that's the main thing that archer needs. Which is weird. Like they, they can't said... shoot down and they can't shoot up, and it's such a problem. And they said they were going to fix it, too, during the reworks, and then just gave up. They just said, eh. Sorry, guys. Guess we're not getting around to that. Like, Ranger just gets to stand on top of a rock and get kills spamming fucking Descending Current, and Archer's running for its goddamn life away from fucking Warriors and shit, like, trying its best to skate around while also trying to do a little damage it can. Like, nah, nah, so you know. have a bit of echo, by the way, coming through. Yeah. Oh, one second. Um, 
yeah so anyway overall like good changes i don't know like i know zaki's reaction was like i he literally his he dm me like the or ping me the next day and was like dude why what's happening i'm like i don't know man just enjoy it i i'm not gonna take anything away from damage buffs because i'm i'm just sitting here thinking maybe it means spin spree is is coming down the pike <laughs> that's all yeah. i can hope for I, I also do want to mention yeah. something when people say, so a lot of these damage changes, I'm going to get to the Sage one in a minute, are like, they're not little buffs. It's like 20% damage increases. It's like, big, yeah. For example, Petal Bloom and the flow to Petal Bloom and uh, Lightning Prison, which we're going to talk about. And, and everyone's like, eh, but 20% on top of nothing is not that much. And it's like, dude, Spinsbury got a minus 17% damage reduction in PvP and it changed it from people complaining about it to it feels like it doesn't do anything. Yeah. So it's like, it, it re, you gotta feel it in game and see before you just say 20% is nothing. It's actually a lot of damage. Or it can be. So, I, I don't know. Just 20% is not a little bit of damage. Just for the record. Um, yeah, is, uh, so, am I still getting feedback? Um, or, uh, background noise? I don't know. Don't, don't talk for a second. We'll see. I don't hear it anymore now. Sounds like it's gone. It wasn't background noise. It was me and Rezlar were echoing through your mic. Oh, really? That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, that's that's Archer. A couple damage buffs. Luthigan's call. You can hold the charge for longer if you want to maintain forward guard and in exchange for stamina, I suppose. Uh, so that's I, I nice. believe so, yeah. Um, Sage. Okay, your echo is back. Actually. Yeah, Fuck we, hear, we hear ourselves in your <laughs> in your mic again. Sage, starting with Succession Sage. Prime form shift. Uh, the skill linkage has been improved. Improvements have been made so that the movement is smoothly linked when using Rift Chain in the sprint direction while using the skill. Uh, that essentially is like, we. I was talking with Divius about it. He was on Global Labs at the time. And you can like move out of form shift smoothly into Rift Chain really, really smooth. Like it's super cool the way it goes together now. Um, mm. So if you're in form shift and you were planning on doing both the the initial skill and the flow, you can bail out a little bit early or at the end of the flow, if you think someone's going to come up and do something, you can bail out. It transitions pretty nicely. Void gateways, prime void gateways, the skill activation speed has been increased. Uh, increases the speed at which the skill activates when attacking by linking the link uh, to rift chain, essentially. I think it's only a minor change. It's hard. It was like... It was kind of hard to tell. Void gateway, it, it's pretty fast on labs for sure, but it's also pretty fast on lives. I don't know if people really notice it that much, but a little bit of speed helps. Uh, Ator's mark, a damage increase, 45% PvP reduction reduced down to 34%. Spatial collapse, 55% reduced down to 44%, which also means finishing touch will hit harder. Uh, Prime Ator's energy from 45% down to 34%. And... Uh, rift chain while using prime spatial collapse prime ator's mark the time that can be linked with prime rift chain has been reduced and then prime rift chain they changed so now it, it says prime rift chain but it was actually working for me on absolute as well not just prime but now a fake sage in rift chain shoots out the opposite direction that you move in rift chain every time you use rift chain so res you you're committed apparently to suck sage in arena of solar <laughs> what oh, are you no absolutely not yes I just you play are a don't lot lie. Of it. 
Yeah. Well, you play a lot more than a lot of people do. So what are oh, what, yeah, what are your feelings on these <laughs> changes initially? Uh well, okay, so obviously damage buffs are really nice. Um I believe they also sped up uh void gateways. I didn't hear you mention that, but maybe I just blanked when you said it. Um which is very nice because void gateways animation is really long, even if you cancel it with Rift Chain. So I think they sped that up a little bit, which is nice. Um Increased damage is very nice. The Rift Chain thing is like, again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier that like, is it super useful? Like, eh, it's fun. It's fun and it's very interesting. Um, I wonder, it, maybe you can answer this question for me, Frosty, because I, I don't know. Does it match your movement whenever you use it or does it just go straight line in the direction that you're going in? Hello, Frosty. Sorry, I'm back. Do well, you know? Do you happen to know if the Rift Chain illusion goes in a straight line when you cast it, or if it mimics your movement? It, it just goes in a straight line, no matter how you move. Okay. See, it would be really interesting if it mimicked your movement, honestly. Uh, but like in the reverse, right? right. Yeah. Um, that would kind of make it a little more convincing as well, because there's not a lot of times, in all honesty, where I just go in a straight line in Rift Chain. I'm usually like circling around the edges of the fight, trying to get like behind frontal guards and stuff. Um, that being said, right. it's a super interesting change, uh, and I'm excited to see what it does. Overall, is this going to make the class good? Probably not. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting, so. Well, it's certainly going to make be... it better in large scale just because the kill speed, right? If your kill speed's increased yeah. and if things are a little bit safer just based on the fact that they're faster, mm. it'll be improved in large scale. It, but it's not going to be like end-all, be-all, but the damage is going to be crazy. I, I do think with the Rift Chain thing, I see your point about it mimicking your movement. I also think, though, that people, because they're trying to react quick, right, on the fly... And I think mm -hmm. the moment they see the two rift chains, even if you move, it'll either make them hesitate and not use mobility until later, or they'll go the wrong way right off the bat, trying to guess, potentially. Sure. But let's, let's also address the, the biggest problem with the, the rift chain thing. If you see two... And again, like this isn't really going to solve my issue with Suxage, which is right now Suxage has a hard cap in Arena of Solaire. You are not getting much higher than 1500 on Suxage. Because mm. once you start playing against good players, it's literally just impossible to win, unfortunately. And this change when you're playing against good players is really not going to do much See, I disagree. to like, deceive them. I, I disagree. I, I think it'll make them hesitate, especially if you're in Arena Solar and there's other people around and it's harder to track because of chaos. But you don't... But see, that's the thing is you don't really... You don't need to track them, right? You just need to get lucky one time. Like, the, the, the Zerker that I'm fighting against, the 1600 Zerker that I'm fighting against, just needs to get the grab correct one time on a 50% chance. It's a coin flip. Well, and, yeah. then I'm, and then I'm dead. I'm useless. It doesn't uh, do me any good. Yeah, I, I, get, I get that. But I'm saying, like, 
I don't think that means that this isn't a good change, I guess is what I'm saying. No, and I'm not uh, obviously saying Obviously, if you a, just I'm get grabbed, like any of the change, all the Maywa changes, same thing. Like if they're grabbed, none of these changes matter either. Yeah. Sure. I guess. I don't know. I, I, I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm trying to, I, so I ask myself, what's the purpose of the rift chain like thing? Right. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's to make them go after the, the, the clone or hesitate. But, sure. I guess, I guess if, if hesitation is all you're after, then, then sure. I don't know. I just don't think it's going to be as impactful as you think it is. I think it's interesting. I think it's cool. I think it's a good addition in terms of like just an extra mechanic that's kind of like fun and quirky. But I don't think this is like going to make the class really that much better. The damage changes, sure, the damage changes are going to be really nice. Um, yeah. but not the rift chain uh mechanic addition. Yeah, no, the rift chain thing is definitely more subtle. But um yeah, no, the damage, I mean the thing is with the damage is they're not small. These are pretty no, huge pretty changes. And Spatial Collapse, yeah. while Spatial Collapse itself is fairly unsafe if you're not careful with it, but the flow people can use from so far away, and that's also getting this damage buff. So that's that's pretty nice. And then Ator's Energy, just having more uh, protected damage in general is going to be kind of nice. Mm. Um, yeah? So I swapped my headset mic for my normal mic. Okay. So it might be sounding different to you guys. Yeah, you sound normal now. Back to old, old Maywa. Gotcha. All right. Just giving you guys a heads up. This is Red Moon Maywa. Um, this is Red Moon Maywa. <laughs> all right. Awa Awakening Sage. Um, by the way, yeah, and Bloom mentioned it in chat, but Shift Q still needs, in my opinion, needs to be cancelable always. You should be able to Shift throw out that Q. CC and then cancel. Yeah, I forget. Oh, the, the yeah. Yeah, that would be really nice. The vacuum stiff thing. Because that stiff is actually so good, but the fact that you're locked in it for the entire animation, just mm -hmm. um, all right. Awakening, lightning prison damage. The PvP damage reduction rate has been reduced from fifty percent to thirty seven percent. This also infects or uh infects uh affects flow interrogate. Um flow judgment, they changed the way the hit damage is distributed and now the landing hit now i tested this thoroughly because there was a lot of debate on which hit is what hit etc etc the landing hit is now uh times seven instead of times two so when you land on someone that explosion landing when you use flow judgment so you have to press either lmb q you have to press something to go into the flow if you just press shift q and nothing else you're going to get the normal divine executioner damage but if you press any button to swap over to flow judgment, the landing hit is now seven hits. So effectively, the damage is a little bit more than doubled on the landing. And then Spearbolt now can link. You can get the instant cast version of Spearbolt after Chain Lightning or Lightning Surge. Um, now, obviously, a lot of sages want stamina changes. This, These are not stamina changes, but... Lightning oh, prison being did threatening. Did he cut out? Yeah, uh, am I? Can you guys hear me? Uh oh, who cut out? No, he's he's fine. Okay, I'm actually there. Oh, uh, I'm here. Oh, we lost Rezar. Oh, yeah. I'm the one who cut out, aren't I? Yeah, Rez cut out. Um. All right. So, Nyasha, could you just type to him to let us know when he's back? Yeah. He's gonna continue. 
Alright, so the lightning prison damage change does is important though because well one obviously just kill securing especially on with your team like in solar node war or whatever but the idea that like putting on damage pressure and players not being able to stand in something changes its impact on any ability it's kind of like when uh I mean, just anything. Basically, if if I can't stand in your damage dealing ability when you're in SA, that means either A, I have to fully commit to going all the way to you, or B, just get out and avoid the damage entirely. So that that is really nice. And then also flow interrogate is going to be nice. Um, the flow judgment change is interesting. This one is more of like... I don't know, I was listening to Zethian talk about it, and he was saying he gets a lot of kills with this skill already because... Uh, people like trying to run away and you kind of appear on their back so it gets back attacks pretty often so this it's just going to make it happen more often I think also at least in the context of arena solar or maybe node war if someone on your team has someone cc'd from a distance now your gap closed to get to them if you land on top of them will actually do significant damage and then the spear bolt change I don't know if that'll change much for pvp maybe combos it uses a ton of stamina going from Lightning Surge to Spear Bolt. And then, I, I guess, PvE, Chain Lightning into Spear Bolt. I don't know how much it'll be... It'll affect PvP, I guess. We'll, we'll see. But overall, just kind of damage changes. No stamina changes. I don't know if that means they're happy with where the stamina is. Pearl Abyss thinks that the stamina is totally fine or what, but... Yeah. That's kind of the route they went. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can yeah, hear you. Okay, can hear you. good. Could you guys hear me the whole time? Yes. I just can hear you? Yes. <laughs> so I just started talking over yeah. Frosty? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, kind of. Not, like, not that Frosty, you, you done? I'm like, I'm in the middle of talking, Raz. You're being very rude. <laughs> 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 um, all right. So, yeah. Away, essentially, more damage, no stam changes. Any thoughts? Seems fine. I don't know. I still think something should be done about the stamina a little bit because it's just at the end of the day it's literally not fun to it's not fun to engage and then shortly after you're engaged you're trying to stay alive with no stamina and you can't use abilities and you know just the, I don't know that situation just feels really 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 bad um alright Corsair Corsair got some interesting changes alright uh, succession first. Both Suck and Awakening got interesting changes. Suck, Whirling Slash is now an iframe at the start. So that is the AD RMB skill, which is kind of like their where you slide and then do the wave stiffen hit. So it's not a protected CC. I when I read it at first, I was like, holy shit, is this a protected CC now? But it's not it is not a protected CC. So it but it is iframe now at the start. So you have an on-demand iframe now every five seconds. And that goes into super armor, and then it's still unprotected on the hit. Uh, Prime Mareka Sea Stroll, which is forward E, that's the ability where they swim around as a mermaid. Uh, the total movement distance has been increased, and the way they increased the movement distance, at least from the way it felt to me on Global Labs, is they just sped up the skill dramatically. So now you're in the mermaid for the same duration of time, but you move way faster, so you go a lot further in a straight line. But it feels really fast. Like, Mareka Seastroll is much, much faster than it, it is 
on live, and it feels really fun. They also changed the second hit damage or redistributed the damage a little bit. So on the initial pop-out when you come up, you're going to deal more damage. The damage is doubled on the initial pop-out, and then the traveling damage is uh, reduced, and then the last hit is the same. The explosion after the pop-out. Uh, and then Prime Storming Gale, which is their AP buff on F, now has forward guard. So they kind of have a stationary forward guard skill to get the AP buff up, which is pretty huge. Overflow, the uh, attack speed is slightly faster. And apparently it flows really well with Prime Wipeout. When I was testing on labs, I, I couldn't really tell the difference. But maybe it's just really, really slow on live server. Maybe it's delayed. Um, but it was pretty smooth after. So I, I guess it's it's faster. Uh, those changes are pretty cool. Having an on-demand iframe, C-Stroll being better for both just running away or chasing people down, and the initial gauge doing a little bit more damage is kind of nice. And then that forward guard... I mean, the thing is with the AP buff is you, you always cast it before you engage, but once you're in a fight, it's very difficult to get that AP buff up when it's unprotected, but now it being forward guard is actually means they're going to have the AP buff up way, way, way more often. That's pretty cool. Awakening, I, I don't know if this translation is right. I, I'm hoping it is because it's hilarious, but they added a new skill to Awakening Corsair called Scalloped Beef. I saw that. Scalloped beef. Scalloped yeah. beef. What? I'm assuming when Scalloped we get it on live, gang. it's probably going to be something else. It probably means something different in Korea. Uh, but for now, it's it's called scalloped beef. And this skill is essentially... <laughs> it kind of reminds me of... what What's the name of uh, the archer skill? Mountain Breeze? Is that the one? <laughs> The where they're like I frame it mountain first breeze. in the super armor, yeah, mountain breeze. Yeah, it reminds me breeze. very much of mountain breeze. So it just kind of it's an I frame at the start and a super armor at the end, and uh, it's a nine second cooldown, costs a hundred stamina. Basically, a disengage tool that you can use by pressing SF. So when you press SF, instead of it going directly into Ocean's Melancholy, which is the pre awakening like forward guard swirling backwards movement skill, it'll do this first, and if you keep holding SF. Then it'll do Ocean's Melancholy after when the skill's on cooldown. So very, very cool skill. Basically elementalization, but good. Um I put a uh, I put a uh, I put a picture of this skill in chat. Oh yeah. Is it did you Google scalloped beef? I, I did yep, that, and, that and is found what a, Google says the skill is. And you found a one hundred by one hundred image of actual scalloped beef? Hey, shift and scroll in, buddy. All right. It's yeah, dude. This is it's control and plus, right? Not shift and scroll. You get out of here. Two fifty nine by one ninety four. I don't know. I use control plus or minus. Oh, control scroll. Sorry, control scroll. It's Apple scroll, right? Apple key scroll. You are right. not on an Apple computer, sir. I, I stream and play video on a Mac. You knew you this. Not. You knew this forever. I'm running parallels and have Windows installed. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. So that's Gal B. That's an awesome, awesome change. Now they kind of change these two changes go hand in hand that are coming up after this. So close quarters, their shift E skill, the DP debuff changed from 15 to 20 for 10 seconds. Uh, Pirates life for me and flow earth render. So they basically gave up their stationary three second super armor ability that gives them the AP buff in exchange for flow earth render, which is the flow 
after shift Q, but you can use it after a bunch of different skills, now having super armor and having a lower cooldown. Um, so at first I was like, dude, that's like, I don't know if that's a fair trade. That three second super armor is kind of nice, but I was, I was trying to recall the way I play and at least for me, it might be different for other people. Maybe people rely on it more often, but for me, I didn't rely on this super armor that much. The, the class has a lot of things that you can rotate and buy time with, so I don't think you necessarily need this SA. Um, it, it feels a little bit like, like it's a somewhat fair trade-off, but shift Q, the flow to shift Q, flow earth render being super armor is so good, man. It's so good. That skill hits really hard, and it's kind of, it has a little bit of a wind-up, so it's not particularly safe, but being able to use it after abilities and be completely protected, and also not just have to use it after shift Q, but maybe after other abilities as well, now that the cooldown is lower, is 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 pretty awesome. Um, so I, I actually really like this change. I think both these changes, combined with the new ability, do kind of move it more towards the way Archer plays, versus... Um, I don't know, the way, I guess the way this class was currently playing, where it's like almost makes it a little bit less melee and more kitey. So I know Corsair kind of is like, it moves It moves a bit when it's shooting, but it's not that much. So this kind of adds a lot more mobility in, in terms of that. Um, anyway, I, I like, I, I like the skill a lot. They stand still for most of their abilities. Yeah, they stand still for a lot. It, they move a little bit with like AD, RMB, um, and shift Q kind of lifts you into the air and you can rotate your camera and move around with that. But this definitely makes it a lot more mobile. And it's only a nine second cooldown for the move back and flow earth render. I don't know. It's just, it makes it more range based than, than melee, I guess, overall. Um, core close quarters suppressed skill has been improved to activate more smoothly. I don't know why that was only a core thing. Maybe someone else knows what's up with that. And then spare no quarter changes. Uh, improvements have been made so that the water mist effect is activated when using the skill. And the mist effect is sort of like a buff, debuff thing. Anyway, I, I think it's cool. I, I like these changes for both these classes. And like you were saying about mechanics, it's cool that they're not uh, uh, they're adding new stuff. Yeah, they're adding mechanic mechanical stuff yeah. some mechanical stuff so that's pretty cool I, i'm a fan um do we have any strong opinions on this nayashi or no not really I, like nothing here pisses you off not yet <laughs> i guess i need to uh, get it dealt to me firsthand mm -hmm. i don't know nothing I don't know. I'm a, I'm I'm just I got the huge dopamine effect from, you know, the Maywood changes, you know? Like I'm in a good good place mentally right now. Yeah, you're feeling it, huh? I'm feeling it. No, nothing gonna bring you down. Nothing gonna bring me down. I see. I'm trying to think where's the mist effect description? I actually forget off the top of my head exactly what the mist does. Is it not in the skill tree? Is it like when you hover over Awakening on the class? Um, I 
No, I know I know what skills have it. I'm saying where's the description? Oh, is the description actually in those abilities? Like 40? Oh, okay. Move speed plus 20% for self and allies, and then all evasion plus 6% for self and allies. Okay. When hit by the mist. Got it. Okay, okay. Um Okay, so SLMB now also has that, I guess, which is interesting. Now we'll create the mist effect. All right. Good stuff. Congratulations, Corsair. You did it. You're on the board. They remembered you exist. <laughs> I know Kurt. Kurt's, a wonderful thing. Kurt's been trying to make Corsair Awaken Corsair work in in Solaire, so maybe he'll have a better time. I actually have. I was watching Hunter play. There's a couple Awaken Corsairs that are like in the 17, 1800s that are pretty good. I haven't been able to run into them myself because I can't get there. But you know. Others have. Yeah. Others have. That's, I was that's watching what some. Yeah. Yeah, that's What's what the highest rank you've gotten, Frosty? Uh, sixteen fifty-five, or something like nice. that. Yeah, suck Nova, baby. On my Kuno, the highest I got was fifteen, like fifteen twenty. On my awakened Kuno, uh, you know, I'm just bad at Kuno, and really, really good at Nova. <laughs> really, really, just miles better at Nova, you know. I think the highest I've gotten is I want to say like one win over fifteen hundred. I literally had I literally had one match as a red, and then I went back down to yellow where I guess I belong. It was like it was like fifteen fucking twenty three or some shit like that, and then I lost and went back to yellow, and I haven't made it back to red since. It was bad. It'd be like that. Yeah. Um. What What's the most you've lost, like in in one sitting? Because I I went from. I actually like had most like this, elo I've lost in one loss. Yeah, I I no not in one loss in in one sit. So like I went from fifteen. There was one oh, I see. weekend where I went from fifteen oh nine on my awaken kuno and dropped literally all the way down to like twelve twenty four or twelve twenty five. I was so. I was so yeah. sad. I had to, I literally had to put, I got off the computers, looked in the mirror, and was like, dude, I just looked directly into my own eyes and was like, you're so bad <laughs> at the game. You're just <laughs> bad. You're just actually bad at the game. Uh, I think it would have to be just the other night where I, I was really close to getting back to 1500 and I was really excited. And I just went like win loss, win loss for a while and it was really frustrating. And then I think I just got, uh, I started like rage queuing and I fell from, uh, at one point I was literally at 1499. I am not kidding. I was at 1499 at one point and I went all the way down to, I think like 1270 something over the course of like yeah. an evening. I have a problem because I, I don't, I know a lot of people are like, oh, if I lose a couple times, two or three times in a row, I'm gonna, I'll take a break. But the you moment, dude, I have this weird thing. My, I don't know why my brain does this or why I do this. I did this in StarCraft as well. But if I go on like a three or four loss streak, I'm guaranteed going to play like 20 more games after that. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I'm just rage queuing immediately. I, I literally hit the find match button even faster. Like, God damn it. Get me into the next game. Damn it. The next game, man. <laughs> so true. Oh, I so can't true. win any of these. One more. <laughs> it's, it's so, so rough. It's so true.
So oh. my my strategy, I don't know if you've been staying pretty much only on Sucking Over or what, Frosty, but my strategy has basically been the second I think that I had a bad game on a class, I immediately swap to a different class. And so I just keep like rotating between like four or five classes. Yeah. I So I'll play I'll play a game on like Suck Zerker and then I I'll have a game where I'm like, alright, I, I performed really poorly there. And so then I'll I'll swap to like Suck Sage and then I'll do like a game or two or however many on Suck Sage and then I'll have a game where I, I really shit the bed. Then I'm like, alright, well let's try something else. Then I'll go play Awaken Musa and I just keep doing that basically. Yeah, I, I wish it was class specific. I wanna like learn other classes in the Solaire at low rank. I want to be part of the problem with all these people. You want to be a part you know of the I mean? problem? Yeah, I, I want to be down there with some of these people that are intentionally making me lose. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the, the zero uh, rating guy? Dude, I, I saw a guy. I had this guy. This was in like, it, this was, he was red. Okay. I'm not going to name any names, but I was with a, a Musa in red rank. So he was like 1500 or something. And we start out, the match countdown begins, this is in the Olun map, and he chases all the way out to the center, walks straight up to the three, and the first thing he does is Crust Crusher, and then gets CC'd. Oh my God. And I'm like, oh no. I, I, dude, I literally am, I'm like, holy fuck, I'm trying so hard, so hard yeah. not to scream at this person right now. It literally doesn't make sense what you just did. Why would you do that? No moose on yeah. earth would run up and use Crust Crusher immediately. I cannot believe it, man. <laughs> it's the worst. I'm like, Dude, I had to, I, oh. I had to, I had to, like, I was trying so hard to be polite and whatnot to this, this ninja that literally hard entered like literally nine times in a row because I got him three games in a row. I'm like, dude, you're, you're solo engaging, man. I'm sorry, but you're, you're not, you're not Armin or fucking yellow. Like, please don't do that. You're not gonna be able to pull it out and not get caught because you get caught within ten seconds and die. Like, what I need you to do is literally just play reactive, and the dude just wouldn't get it, dude. I, I, like, I, I, like, I told him, like, dude, I don't know what else to tell you to help you. Like, I don't know what else to tell you, but you're just not performing the way you should be. Like, that's not I how you play a, the class. Uh, I had one game where I had a lawn on my team. Where the second she got to 50% HP, she flew away from us and said, I'm healing. And by I'm healing, she didn't mean I'm going to get the orb or anything. She just meant, I'm going to sit here and wait for my pots to bring me back close to full. And then I'll come back and help you guys. <laughs> and, I, and I was trying to explain her. I'm like, okay, but you, the natural healing in this is like really low. You're not going to heal quickly. You're expecting us to 2v3 for at least, like, 15 seconds. Like, well, 10 to 15 seconds. I mean, sometimes like, that's required in situations. Like, in high elo, or, like, mid elo, even. Like, I guess technically what I was... When you're, like, 15, 16, 17, it's technically mid elo or whatever. Like, even even then, you're, you're in situations like, hold on, you guys need to back off, just run for, like, 20, 30 seconds, I need to recover. Like, people have to play that way. You Absolutely. But this was not one of those things. 
This okay. is this is she takes some SA damage because she's a Cyclone, so she flies in, does SA stuff, takes SA damage, and then flies away at like 50-60% and is like, I I'm waiting on healing, I'm waiting on cooldowns. Meanwhile, me and this other I think it was a DK are like in the middle of it trying our fucking hardest to like get CCs, and we're even getting CCs occasionally, but then because we don't have a third person, we don't have the fucking damage to kill anyone. Yeah. I I have to hold on. I'm, I'm let me I'm getting pots. I'm going to stream this in Discord so you guys can see it in real time, but I need to I need to address the way my good friend Nola griefed me the other day because it it was so tilting. And I trusted him. <laughs> and I feel like that trust was misplaced and I regret <laughs> it. So, he goes multiple fights in a row, okay? Multiple fights in a row. He's fighting not with me. He's fighting by himself. And I was like, I was like, Nola, you got to get over here. We, we were like, he either wasn't fighting with me or he wasn't fighting with our Zerker. We had a Zerker on our team. And he's, he's over here just doing his thing. He's basically 1v1ing Akuno on the side. I ended up dying. And now it's him and the Zerker in a 2v3. The Zerker is full focusing a Suck Nova, which makes the most sense for a Zerker because their grab is really effective against Suck Nova. And they can hold him. Yeah. And so his goal is go for the Suck Nova. And I'm like, Nola, the Zerker has Suck Nova to grab. And Nola's sitting here with the Kuno. Hold on, man. This guy's low. I'm like, Nola, he has the Suck Nova to grab. He's like, hold on, man. This guy's low. And then the Nova, he's like, all right, well, he's out of the grab now. So hold, he's, but he needs your help. You need to get over. He's like, hold on, hold on. This guy's really low. I was like, Nola, he has the Nova to grab again. Get over here. And he's like, literally puts his weapon down, walks like this, and then just gets shadow stomped in the back by the Kuno. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck was that, man? <laughs> Was that like a temper tantrum? Was that you'd be like, fine, I'll fucking come, but I'm not going to try. <laughs> like, what was that, dude? I was like, what is happening right now? Why are you oh doing? You're God. supposed to be my oh friend my and you're grieving me. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, oh man, no. So funny, buddy. I was so tilted. I was like, dude, Nola's actually trying to lose. Dude, that's like, you seen the game last night, right? I was telling you about it. I had a fucking guy in my game that literally griefed around because he was all butthurt because we, me and the other guy were like, dude, if you had a mic, you could have called out, you know, situations so that we could have won a particular 2v3 scenario because they knocked down two of the opponents so many times, but they were separated. Mm -hmm. And the other guy didn't have a mic, but the one guy did, and, and I had a mic. And with all we were fucking saying was like, dude, if you had a fucking mic, we could have like actually capitalized on a lot of these scenarios. I'm like, yeah, it's funny because nowadays people can afford PCs that are like, you know, $2,000, but, you know, a mic? <laughs> Woo! That's, uh, that's pushing the budget, guys. Can't fucking communicate. It's like, it's either that or they're afraid of their own fucking voice and they can't communicate with people. It's weird. And I, then the I, guy's like, yeah. the guy's like, you're flaming me, so I'm just going to sit and fucking spawn. And it like literally didn't help us. It was like so stupid. I'm like, wow. Like, the emotional I don't, fucking IQ of that is like crazy. I don't mind as much not having like people not having a mic. I, I just for me I find it odd to not I don't know. Like I, I get there's so much debate about this. I've seen a lot of conversation about the whole using a mic or being in the comms because there's a lot of people like dude I'm not going in there to get flamed by people. Like it's just like uncomfortable for a lot of people. But I, I do think if you're at a higher elo it's at least nice. You don't have to talk, honestly. I don't really care if anyone talks. Just yeah, just be in there. But, but it, it does help, though. Yeah, just when you're be able in to call out, "Hey, I'm Veed. 
you guys need to play safe for like 20 seconds or whatever. Hey, yeah. I'm fucking, I got a CC here, follow up on it. You know how impactful that is yeah. in a 3v3 also, scenario? Like people... that's, that, there's no words to describe how fucking impactful that is. It's, it can literally just win you the match. Just some people simple fucking communication. Way harder in text than they way do in harder. Oh, way harder in that's text. The thing. People are less likely to flame you like, like in a fucking really aggressive way over voice. They're usually going to try to be helpful, especially if they know you're trying to communicate. Dude, I, I also find the people that are like typing shit, like shit talking, are always the people that don't use a mic. It's always like, yeah, I, I'm not, not going to go in voice, and I'm just going to also type a bunch of shit talk constantly. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Dude, I, I get it, it, I, it's also the hilarity of like the people who don't join voice are like, why weren't you guys there when I got a CC? It's like, we didn't know you had a CC. If only there was some way for you to communicate with us. Like, I know. Fucking weird concepts, right? Dude, I, I definitely turned into a whiny brat yeah. after a while, too. So I, I could get like, dude, there's times where when I'm especially if I'm dead. And I'm and we're in like let's say we're in it's one of those ones where uh, I'll die and then someone on the other team dies at the same time. So now I'm kind of just stuck watching this two v two. Yeah. And I'll be like I'll be like, hey, you're low health. You're forty percent health. Get out and get 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 health. Why would you stay? No. Yeah. Yep. Why yep. are you in there against two Drax with forty percent health? It doesn't make any sense. Yup. But then you go to find out, oh, they're not even listening because they're not in comms at all, and it's just like, yeah, uh, you, you have a you have a is this thing on moment where you check the voice comms to see who's yeah, in there with yeah. you, and you see you're the only one. You're like, ah, that that, that would it. explain it. Yeah, <laughs> dude, yeah, that shit just hurts <laughs> the fuck out of me. I was in one where this guy wasn't talking the whole time, but I could hear his keyboard the whole time, and I was like. <laughs> It, it was funny because so, Nakani in my chat was like kind of awkward that you hear this guy's keyboard noises so much, but he's not saying anything. And I was just like, wouldn't it be funny if he typed and I could hear him type? He types out, sorry guys, no mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. The mic thing is I, pretty I funny. I once had a guy on my team. I, I love uh, the open mic voices. It's It's honestly comical. The I had one guy on my team who was having an entire conversation with another friend in the background about like SCPs or some shit. Like he was having this whole conversation the whole time. He never said a word of like callouts or anything like that. He literally was just talking about fucking SCPs the whole time in the game. It was fucking killing me. Yeah. And I've noticed a lot of people do also play with their computers on the sidewalk near a busy street. A lot of people. <laughs> I, I it's actually blows my mind how often I hear cars, just really loud, clear cars driving by. I'm like, oh my god, what's going on, dude? Um. Anyway, I don't know. AOS is super fun. By the way, they made some changes to matchmaking. A little, some controversial changes this week, where they sort of widened the range in which you can find a match. I mean, this is to help, especially at higher elos, players that are stuck in queues for extraordinarily long times um they might have widened it too much people are getting kind of crazy different ranges of people with them now i mean divio's had one where it's like clear like he's literally like rank one or whatever and he's got reds on the other team it's like okay that's a gap yeah you could say that 
Yeah, I don't know. I also think like those situations, I, I I make the argument that those situations would be they'd be bearable if they dramatically change how many points you win or lose. Like if mm, if the yeah. enemy team has Divios, here wait, let me pull up the the leaderboard real quick. If the enemy team has Divios, Armin, and Bowbuddy, right on one team, just for, for sake of of a extreme example, let's say that's one team. And then the other team is a bunch of people that are in 1600. Then if the 1600 team loses, they should lose like 10 points at the most, maybe five. Yeah. And the it winning team should gain like loss. 10. But it's like one of them, Divio, still gained 19 points for 3 0ing a team with like two reds on it. And I'm just like, that is insane. Because he even says, like, dude, the difference is nuts too, because it's like feels like it's not even competitive. Yeah. That's honestly the 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 worst part about Elo Hell. I feel like is it's like, oh great, there's a red on the enemy team and there's a blue on my team. Fantastic, I love it. <laughs> or the uh, yeah, the blue the blue one. I love when that fucking happens. Like ah, I'm glad these are fair. Yeah, for me it's always like there's always a game where it's like the whole team is reds and then I I win and then the next game after the win when all the teams are reds I have a blue. And I'm like, that is weird. Oh. Why is this possible? Okay. Yeah, the range, the range of what players can be in your game is pretty. I don't know. It's weird. It's like instead of waiting for a, an appropriate player to to join into the queue, it just throws in whatever. Sometimes, if it has to wait too long. Yeah. Um, but that's not, the those oh. issues. Those issues are egregious, but they're not near as bad as the double class comp bullshit. The double class comp shit. is crazy. It's I, so I hate crazy. That shit so much. Yeah, I saw um, Champion Jason was was writing up a post talking about it, and essentially it, it was something like thirty percent of his games have two classes on one team, but none of that class on the other team. Yeah, which is just way too high. Just absolutely it's, unacceptable. It's, yeah, it's not. It's not at all. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like you can't like some classes can actually make do with that. Like some class being doubled up is just like, okay, that's impossible to deal with or whatever. Or that's actually a decent comp kind of thing. But there's a lot of classes where double comp is just fucking useless. Dude, I was dying laughing when the I think I was streaming it when it happened, but Bear was streaming a match. He happened to have three sorks. Oh and no. one of the sorks in like the third round goes, Anybody got BSR? <laughs> <laughs> and Bear was like, "This man asking for BSR when all three of us are sorks? Are you kidding me?" <laughs> That's <laughs> actually was... pretty fucking. <laughs> he just typed it like, "Yo, give me your BSR." Some people just want that extra damage, you know. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, BSRs having even just one one hundred can sometimes just win a match. Yeah. Hold on. So uh, real quick, because I actually do got to head out. And Rez, I, is it all right if we skip comments or we could even just re-record yeah, no, them at skip. another we time this weekend? Okay. That's fine. We can uh, skip. Um, but I want to mention they also removed the vacuum but left the wind buff. And I, I was kind of curious about this. And actually, I think a lot of people don't realize the rules. But essentially, the, the flame and the DP buff, I, I think the HP as well, don't spawn in round four and five. Only the wind buff spawns. Yeah. And it's only, and it used to be with the vacuum, but now there's no vacuum. Although for some reason it looks like there's a vacuum there. It does look Still. like it. So I always avoid it anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, the worst. Have you guys, 
I, I love that they removed the vacuum, but this is my theory, and this is me channeling my inner Reslar to the max with this theory on the vacuum change, is that they didn't remove the vacuum because of feedback. They only removed the vacuum because they can't figure out how to not get it to suck you under the ground. No, that's the only reason? <laughs> yeah, because... Uh, look, I can see it. I the can reason see it. I say that is because so many people hate the spheres that are dealing damage, and they left those. So if they're doing yeah. it based on feedback, then it would have made sense for them to be like, look, we're going to leave the block break thing because no one, it, not that many people have complained about it and we still wanted some cool effects in there because we're just so proud of our work. But we understand you guys hate the damage in the vacuum, so we're removing those. Instead, it's just they only removed the vacuum, which makes me think it's not feedback-based. It's just because they can't fix the bug, similar to them removing Arihaza entirely. Yeah. Yeah, when are we getting that back, by the way? I don't know. When they fix it, I guess. <laughs> It's we ain't the, getting that shit ever. They're gonna have to redo it. They're reworking it. They're reworking it with Serendia and Balanos. I honestly do hope we get Ariahaza back and just remove the the, the wind buff entirely. Because I yeah, that map I, is if fun. they remove the wind buff, that's actually a really good map. Yeah, once they change like, like the spawns, map. the way they change the spawns too is a lot nicer. But if they fix the crashing and remove the wind buff, I, I would love for them to have that map back. Because I don't know. And That's again, like the spheres, dude, the spheres got to go. Like there are times where it's just red explosion, red explosion, red explosion, like back to back. Oh my God. I've, I've seen a teammate of mine. I was already dead. I've seen a teammate of mine, 80% HP. He's running from two players, literally got, drops down to 30% HP. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to die, like run through him and run for his life because there's literally no way he could have stayed in that situation and not gotten grabbed and killed. Yeah. I'm going to do a quick, uh, a quick, PSA, by the way, on the wind buff, because I, I notice a lot of people make this mistake. All right, so or not the wind buff, the uh, the AOE damage buff. So let's say let's say this is the red. I'm doing this on paint. Let's say this is oh maybe I should just do an actual circle. So let's say this is the red circle, and then you see like the inner the inter inner inter the inner safe circle, um, right here. So the damage, the way the actual damage is dealt, is it it uh originates from the center of the safe circle or the edges of that safe circle so you have to to block the damage no matter where you are you have to be facing towards the safe part of the circle it's so just if, like the hash is uh it's just like the hash uh, is howdy yeah so yeah. if you're if you're facing any other direction besides towards the circle you're going to take damage so if your character god i can't draw worth a damn man um here i'll do this arrow if your character is uh facing this way i'm just gonna do this little arrow you're going to take damage and i i wouldn't be surprised if it's also back attack damage i have special attacks off so i, I don't know but if you're facing forward and the circle the safe circles behind you you're going to receive damage yeah it's basically a donut you have to be um facing towards the safe part of the circle when you're blocking in order to not receive damage. If you're S-blocking and the safe part of the circle is behind you, you're going to take damage, period. I'm being told it is back attack. So you get extra fucked. Yeah, because I, I saw Barry, like he was in the red circle and he's like, what the fuck, man? Like I was blocking. It's like, yeah, you got to actually face towards the safe part of the circle. Otherwise, you just take damage. It, by the way, it just needs to be removed. Please just remove the damage thing, man. Just remove it entirely. All right, I got to head out. I got to go.
right, man. That's all of our things. Sorry, sorry for the comments. Not uh, we'll we'll do them either later this weekend. I, I can talk to you, Rez. We could probably just do a quick comment section if we have time this weekend. Otherwise, we'll just do it next yeah, week during we the show. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, that's all. You want to close this yeah, out? Thanks everybody for watching. Uh, check out the uh, links for the Twitch in the uh, description. Sorry for the comments. We'll uh, see if we can get to them later. If not, uh, we'll do them next week. Um, so yeah. Did you think our patrons? Everybody take it easy. Yeah, yeah, at the beginning. Okay. Sure. Asking me if I think. Yes, I'm all right, sure. All right, all right. Thank you. Thank you, patrons. Appreciate you all. All right, guys. Take it easy. Take it easy. Later.